Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Well, good morning and welcome to your Saturday. I know you've probably been up for hours and hours already. Maybe I'm part of the end of your day, and for others, maybe just the start that we're waking up to. A scary thought either way, but welcome to the Home Fix Show here on 670 KBOI. You and I, for the next three hours, can talk about projects that you are working on, things that others are coming to take care of for you, perhaps something you want to get done and don't know what to ask of the contractor or how to find the contractor or um, how much you should pay for this, or what is the sequence? How long does this take? That's what I'm trying to help you out with here. And the best way to make that happen is to grab your phone and punch in 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, and you and I can talk. Last week on the show, I may have confused a few people when we were talking about fencing a little bit. Um, the question came up from uh, a friend. You may have heard the phone call that we played back on the show where she was just confused and frustrated a little bit about what it took to actually get a fence. And in in some of that data that I provided back to her, we were talking about the cost of fencing if you have someone else supply and install it for you where you just sit back and watch and then pay these folks at the end of the process, or if you were to go to a lumberyard and select and purchase and buy the materials yourself. Um, That was a little oversimplified, so I thought I'd clarify that because I did get uh, a couple of notes from some of you listening that were were asking for more more details, so I figure there's a lot of other people that just didn't uh, take the time to punch that in and to send me an email. So I talked with uh, the folks at Butte Fencing about what they would charge for a one by six premium grade cedar fence with the uh, metal posts and the caps on top of the posts and the metal brackets that hold the two by four rails in place. Uh, that's a technique of fence building now that has become very popular, very durable. I I like the engineering and the mechanics of this fence. I've built them this way myself, and it is truly a good way to build a fence. Some people don't like the look of the metal posts, though. They said, nope, 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 nope. I want wooden posts. That's fine, and you can still do that. You just need to specify that. So that's one thing I wanted to point out. That is not the only way that a fence can be built. You can still use a four by four cedar post uh, so that you don't see all that metal. Some people, I don't want to see that metal and I don't want my neighbors to have to look at it on their side. So yes, you can do that. Um, This particular fence though, uh, from uh, Butte Fencing, when I talked to them, they said they were about four to five weeks out after you contact them. And that's with them coming to coming to your home, coming to the site, wherever it is, and verifying everything. They would call Digline, and that location service, that's free. 
So don't ever let anybody charge you for that. Oh, we charge $25 for calling dig line. No, 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 no. That's, that's a free service. Uh, and they come out and mark the property where the fence is going to go so that uh, in the, in the installer knows of any um, utilities that are buried underground. Now, that's not going to do anything for your sprinkler system. That one's going to be up for you, which was another question. Um, if you've got a sprinkler system, then lines that are running right along where you're going to be putting this fence in, you may want to dig those heads up and pull them out further in the yard during this process just so that somebody doesn't accidentally punch through one of those lines there or somehow uh, open that up and expose it so that people know exactly where those uh, sprinkler heads or those uh, those swing lines or, or even the, the main zone line is uh, so, so that you don't do a lot of damage there. Anyway, um, fence removal is extra, so that is something that if you could do that or offer it up to somebody, hey, here's a used fence or if you want all this material, just come and get it because most of the installers will charge you <clears throat> extra for removing and disposing of the old fence. And also the property lines are still your responsibility to find those or to point them out to your installer. Some of the installers will go looking for them, but realize they are not surveyors. They will do their best to try to determine it. But if you are at all concerned about ownership or making sure that it is directly on the line because it's a shared fence with you and your neighbor, or on the other case, making sure that it is totally on your fence because you don't want your neighbor messing with your fence after it's done. You want to determine its color or whether you stain it or paint it or do nothing at all. Uh, then make sure that that fence truly is on your side of the property line. So those are your responsibilities um, there. And that runs about $30 per foot for the fence installed uh, if you get more than 100 feet. And I think it was only like 32 or $33 if it's less than 100 feet. But, and of course, gates and stuff would be extra on top of that. Now, what was the cost of just the the materials for this fence. Well, I went through and I figured it up with the uh, the one by six pickets and the metal post and the cap and the brackets and the rails. And uh, I didn't figure anything for, for nails or screws. I didn't put that in there, but I uh, added a little bit for the, the cement mix, the, the concrete for the, uh, yeah, concrete mix, not cement, uh, the concrete mix for the post holes and all of that. And it was just under $17 per foot for the fence. Okay. So you're thinking, all right, so it's installed for $30 and just the materials is 17. Okay. Well, if you have those materials delivered, there's a delivery charge that you need to add to that. And perhaps some other things that you may not have considered. Do you have the wheelbarrow and the proper shovel to mix up the the concrete mix? Uh, do you have the, the drill or the air tool for uh, putting the fasteners in and shooting the ring shank nails and make sure they're galvanized and all this stuff? These are things that the installers just take care of because it's, it's what they do. So you may have more costs. So it may become you know fairly attractive to let somebody else build the fence. But one of the cautionary things that somebody pointed this out to me once when I was putting up a fence, and now I cannot look at these wood fences without seeing this. And Jim, I know if you're listening, because we've, we've talked about this over the years many times, uh, and uh, Jim being a 
a fence installer from long ago. He knows this, and that's when a cedar fence picket or that board is actually created uh, at the sawmill. It usually starts as a piece of wood that is twice as thick as uh, what you see in the finished picket. Um, That's why the backside of a cedar picket is usually smooth and the sides are usually smooth because they've been ran through the standard manufacturing process of making like a cedar two by six. Then they go through a bandsaw uh, device that splits that into two pickets. So I'd like you to picture this book that you have in your hands and you crack it right open. Okay, now you've created these two rough cut faces. That's why you have rough cut cedar pickets. The problem is, is a lot of times those two pickets go back together as a book, if you would, and stacked on the, uh, the pile of pickets that gets banded up and delivered to the lumberyard. And then you load them up in your, your truck or you have them delivered to your house and you unload them and you stack them and you're starting to put up your fence pickets and you grab the right-hand side of the book and you put that up on the rails. And then you grab the next one, which happened to be the left-hand side of the, the book, and you put that up on the rails. And these two boards are an exact mirror image of each other. And they can create some interesting imagery of eyeballs and faces looking at you and dog faces and cat faces and dinosaurs and people see all this stuff. And I heard the term was called sisters. These two pickets are, they're like identical twins or they're sisters with each other. And the idea is not to do that. So you kind of need to pay attention as you put these together because we've seen these fences where there's two sisters next to two sisters next to two sisters next to two sisters. And it just sticks out as being kind of um, odd looking. And it's not that, uh, I guess that created (laughs) that patterned randomness that we, uh, we like to see more on the fencing. Uh, It it, it was such a problem once on a fence that I built for somebody because a couple of these, uh, these faces that showed up were, were just, she felt in the early morning hours or the evenings that there was just somebody back there at her fence just uh, just staring at her. So uh, we, we actually went back there and removed, you know, six or seven pickets and swapped them out with some other ones and put them back up and problem solved. And I'll never do that again, even though as I was building my own fence uh, the, this last um, last summer and uh, putting up the pickets and you know, you just kind of daydream and your thoughts kind of get away from you as you're doing this and you're grabbing pickets and putting them up to the string line or whatever and leveling them up and, you know, bang, 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 shooting them on. And then I step back and, ah, uh, look at that. I did it right there. I did it. Got a couple of sisters right there. Anyway, that's uh, just some more follow-up on on that. Uh, let's take a break if we can, Tarn. We come back, let's talk with DJ in Twin Falls. He's got a, a fencing question also about... Uh, a neighbor. Oh, this could get interesting. We'll talk with DJ. Stay on the line if you would. When we come back, more of the Home Fix Show continues after you listen to a few messages from the people that fund this and make this possible each and every Saturday for you and I, and we appreciate them for that so very much. Thanks, folks. We'll be back with more on 670 KBY right after this. News Talks. 
sports, weather, traffic, and more. And more. The one place to get it all. News Talk 670 KBOI. Mortgage interest rates are very, very low right now. You've heard some of the numbers. It's just amazing. You may be in the perfect position right now, not only to reduce your interest rate, but you may be able to refinance and reduce your payment or pay off your house sooner, saving you thousands of dollars. Terry Hefner and the Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decision you can. Terry's a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Give them a call at 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner, NMLS number 95796, company number 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You know what solar panels are. You see them just about everywhere now. And the future only points more to this way of generating the power we need. Renewable Energy Northwest LLC can help you understand solar and will help you separate out the misleading claims and overhyped expectations. The starting point is an examination of your whole house energy usage and the lifestyle you want to live. Renewable Energy Northwest will help you with LED lights, whole house fans, attic fans, insulation, and an efficient HVAC system if needed. And then, and only then, will Renewable Energy Northwest LLC design the proper, cost-effective solar photovoltaic system to offset all your power needs. New or existing construction, homes or commercial buildings, Renewable Energy Northwest has a solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. You've heard the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again? Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day and they would love to serve you. Ready for a new look or to get some much-needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324. Joe Prin here from the Home Fix Radio Show, and right now many of you are probably thinking about a bathroom remodeling project. You've seen things on TV and in the magazines and on social media, but what really are the best products for you? Well, I would suggest you talk to the professionals at Custom Bath Solutions in Meridian to help guide you through this process. At Custom Bath Showroom in Meridian, you'll see locally manufactured Best Bath and Custom Marble shower products that eliminate the need to scrub grout, clean, and seal like your tile showers. They build showers specifically for you and can remodel your entire bathroom. Custom Bath Solutions offers products that are easy to access for safety and have custom options like a river rock floor and tile inlays in the walls. Visit Custom Bath at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call them at 
888-7561 to schedule a free in-home consultation. For bathroom remodeling, I recommend Custom Bath Solutions. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hey, good morning to you, and thank you for joining us here on 670 KBOI and listening and participating in the Home Fix show this Saturday morning. Let's go to Twin Falls and speak with DJ. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for your uh, call this morning. Excellent. I have a neighbor that put in a chain link fence uh, some time ago. He put chain link on my side of the posts, and I noticed that there was a piece of rebar, and I believe that is that is a marker for the property line, and. From my view of it, it is his fence is on my side of the property line. I hate that chain link fence. I want to put a wooden fence up. Mm-hmm. How much would it cost to have the city come out, in your experience, to survey that? And what are my legalities to have that chain link fence removed? Okay, yeah, some very good questions there. Um I'm going to take these in kind of a little bit of a different order. Um, Number one, the city is not going to survey that for you. Um, That is something that you will have to do as a property owner. You will have to hire a surveyor uh, that is, you know, licensed in the state of Idaho to come out and do that for it to be an accepted survey in any type of legal action or anything that may develop at some point in the future. So you just need to contact a land surveyor and tell them you want them to come out and uh, formally mark and identify a property line for you. And it'll cost you somewhere between 200 and $350 probably. So okay. that's, that's not for free. So that's, that's the first pill you're going to swallow. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> second, the second one is just because there is a piece of rebar there now that doesn't necessarily mean that that's it we've seen where those pieces have you know they may be you know pounded down into the ground you know two feet or so but if uh, somebody tilling a field or doing some fine grading they hit that at one time and yanked it out they may have just went back over there and tapped it in where they thought it should go or maybe you're seeing the top of it and it's bent over at a 45 degree angle and the real point is actually 18 inches more to the left. You know, we don't know. Right. So that's why right. we have a surveyor do that. They're going to find other pins and triangulate off them or survey markers out in the middle of your street. Or uh, I, I, I had to do that at my house uh, a few years back, and we couldn't find them. They had to go down two other lots before they actually found a reliable location. And then based on the measurements of our, our, our ownership papers and that, they could determine where the line should be and they verified it. That's what they do. So yeah, so first you need to find that uh, city surveyor and then don't trust those pins that are there necessarily. I think the only one okay. that is fairly reliable that a lot of times you can check is in some neighborhoods, they actually scratch a line out into the sidewalk cement as concrete is being placed for sidewalks. And you may see a line scratched out there. It may even say PL 
stamped next to it. That's a pretty reliable property line. Oh, that one. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, that doesn't move. <laughs> that doesn't move very right. easy. But again, they will still yeah. ver- they'll still verify that. So between what's on the sidewalk and what's on that pin, yeah, you can connect those lines. And what you're telling me is you're seeing this fence appears to be on your side of the property line. Right. Okay. And it's in the backyard, so it's it's two backyards adjoining, and uh, yeah. So okay. so technically, I guess this depends what your relationship with your neighbor is. But uh, I would like you to not very good. Okay, all right. Um, I would like you to go to Idaho Code uh, section number or, or Title Thirty Five, Section One Hundred One. And this is a fairly easy to digest document. Um, it's been around a while. It's it's easy to read. It's for being law. It's not that tough. But what it is is these are all the legal rules of fencing. And if you read through this, my interpretation because I've I've gone through this many times, if a fence has been erected on your property, that is an illegal action, and you have every right to remove that or demand the removal of it. There is a written procedure for that, and you have to be somewhat reasonable. You can't say, okay, I'm delivering this note to you at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, and by noon, I want that fence moved. You do have to give them a little bit of reasonable time. And, And unfortunately, that word reasonable appears in this law in several places. So it's always open to interpretation as to what's reasonable. But um, I believe what you need to do is you need to notify after your survey because you don't want them to say, well, no, I I had that surveyed and it's on my side of the line. And then you look like an idiot. So let's get it surveyed. And if that bears the case out, you would ask your neighbor to please relocate that fence. And if they don't do it, say, well, then I'm going to do it. I'm just going to remove it and lay it down on your side of the property because I'm putting up a new fence. Right. Because I don't want to look at you anymore. <laughs> and, 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 and then when you do that, you just need to make sure that your installer installs that fence just, just inside of that property line to where there's no question now that you have full ownership of that fence. And then you can do what you want. Okay. One of the interesting things with this, though, which is why you may want to try to engage in some conversation, though, is if you build a fence six inches inside of your property line, you are still responsible for the maintenance of that six inches of dirt on the other side of the fence. Right. You know, so if you start growing a bunch of weeds or something on the other side, you're going to have to maintain those. And if your neighbor says, I never want you to set foot on my property ever again. Okay, figure that one out. How are you going to do that? <laughs> so mm-hmm. so you, you, you try to work things out as much as you can and, you know, love thy neighbor. Nobody ever said it would be easy. I, gosh, I know that. Yeah, well, you know, the other saying is good fences make good neighbors. And with the chain link fence, you know, my family and I will be out in the backyard and we just glance over and sure enough, he or she will be just standing there watching us and it's like, Right. Do you not have a life? Are we that interesting? <laughs> well, and, and you know that's why that's why they're called privacy fences. And, and and I know what you're talking about because all of a sudden, you know, when there's this visual barrier there, you know, unless they're actually peeking through a knot hole or something, you know, 
You, at, at least oh, you yeah, don't hide behind the trees and look around the corners and yeah, just sit watch us. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah it's kind of creepy. So, yeah, so having that fence up there, it just seems to take a lot of stress out of your life. And you know when they say sometimes good fences make good neighbors? I think it's as much for the people that put up the fence as what was on the other side. Yeah. It'll make a better person out of you because you won't worry about it so much. And, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, right. I think DJ, number one, let's get that surveyed. Verify that. I'd like you to read uh, Title 35, Section 101, all the way through. And it, it goes on through uh, 112 or something. But, you know, they talk okay. about the survey of the line and removal of a partition fence and uh, prohibition against removal. Like, you can't go out there and just take down a fence and let the neighbor's cattle just run wild all over the, you know, BLM land or something just because it was on the wrong side of the property line. You, you, can't, you can't create a problem by trying to solve one in Idaho law. But uh, one of the other things yeah, that exactly. I think is, is interesting for a lot of people, too, is if... If you build a fence now and your neighbor receives quote-unquote benefit from it, like uh, uh, he's got a dog that's now enclosed by your fence, then technically they need to reimburse you half the cost or share that cost at purchase time for receiving benefit from that portion of the fence. So it's a right. it's an interesting law to read. and. Uh, It'll only take you about 20 minutes to go through it all, but it's it's well worth your education so you know what your your legal rights are, at least in the state of Idaho. And so much of this goes back to ranching and farm country law, but uh, it applies to our little neighborhood squabbles, too. So good luck, DJ. Good luck with it. That'll do it for the opening segments of The Home Fix Show. We'll be back right after the news with more here on 670 KBOI. Get your phone calls in, 208 208- 336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to Home Fix on 670 KBOI. Concrete leveling can help prevent expensive demolition and reconstruction work. No longer do you always need to remove the sunken slab sections of your patio, driveway, sidewalk, or other concrete flatwork. Concrete leveling by Go Green Concrete Lifting is a less costly and quicker solution that will raise sunken concrete back to its proper level. This is the perfect choice for garage floors, porches, pool decks, concrete steps, office floors, and driveways and sidewalks. Concrete lifting eliminates the liability of trip hazards at a fraction of the cost of replacement. And it is done in hours, not days. You can walk or drive on the repaired area immediately. There is no damage to your grass or landscaping. Sound like the solution for you? Call Go Green for concrete lifting at 208-912-0028 or visit GoGreenInsulation.com. Go Green for concrete lifting, 208-912-0028 or visit GoGreenInsulation.com. Go Green for concrete lifting, 208-912-0028. When it's getting cold outside, bugs and rodents start looking for a new place to live. They want to have babies. Everybody likes babies, right? And as far as the pandemic goes, these critters know nothing about social distancing. Your home is their home. Unless you call Pestcom and have some fall and winter pest control treatments done to convince these potential winter guests to move on to somewhere else. Get ahead of this. Pestcom is who you want to control bugs, spiders, and mice, and other creepy little things from setting up their nurseries in your walls, crawl space, and attics this winter. 
Call Pestcom now and have them design a control program for your house and your budget. Mention that you listen to Home Fix and your first treatment is half price. 208-495-5636. That's 208-495-5636 for Pestcom. Or learn more at Pestcom.com. 208-495-5636. All right, let's get started on the next few segments of the Home Fix show on this Saturday morning, March 13th. Yeah, can you believe it? March 13th already. Um, Time seems to be moving quickly this spring. Are you getting a little excited to get out and do some gardening work today? Maybe start raking around some of that mulch, perhaps even getting some of the proper seeds in the ground. We'll let the Zamzos folks talk about that at 11 o'clock here on 670 KBOI. But yeah, I plan on trying to get out and do a little dirt digging today and maybe even comment on that a little more later. But um, just prior to the break, we had a call about fencing and property lines and neighbors and all of that. And uh, that got me thinking about homeowners associations. We haven't talked about that here on the show for a couple of years now. But if you live in a newer community or, you know, a neighborhood, a suburban neighborhood or planned unit development of some kind, you know, condo complex or something. Um, There's about 63 million of you, other Americans, according to the Community House or Community Associations Institute, that are probably a member of some type of homeowners association, a, a formal paid member, not just a member because you live in the neighborhood, but uh, you actually pay dues somewhere. And it's also pretty common for a lot of us not to even think about our homeowners association until we have some kind of a problem in our neighborhood or something we want addressed. I saw a post on a a Facebook page just the other day of uh, somebody who's uh, one of their neighbors has uh, a couple vehicles up on jack stands in front of their home doing some hobbyist modifications to it, but it's been going on a little longer than what they like. And in their homeowners association, I guess, rules or what they what they spell out there, it says that, uh, you know, there are to be no vehicles parked on the street, you know, overnight. Everything should be in, in garages or driveways. So uh, this person is pursuing this problem with their HOA, their homeowners association, to try to get that resolved because they they don't like it, and that's that's there. So, since HOAs make their own rules and enforce the rules of the community that they have established, it's very smart of you to understand uh, what you can and can't do, or if you don't want to follow them, uh, how do you get things changed? Because that's uh, that's also uh, very common where an association has been going for many, many years, uh, maybe 40 or 50 years. But when things were written at that time, either some of the restrictive covenants or uh, our requirements of being in the neighborhood, uh, perhaps technology or style or uh, just society has changed, making some of those rules obsolete. Um, we also know that there's 
selective enforcement that takes place where, you know, we're not going to enforce this rule, but we are going to enforce that rule. And that can cause a lot of confusion for people. So each homeowners association is a volunteer group of neighbors who usually manage these common areas and uh, their community property. They create the covenants, the conditions, the restrictions, the CCNRs, and they can cover things like uh, certain resident behaviors pointed out here. Like you can't have any glass, you know, beverage bottles around the community pool or, you know, on the shared sidewalks or common areas, no glass. Um, You know, they can say things like uh, architectural things where, you know, no fences can be more than eight feet high, or maybe your fence has to be a certain kind. It needs to be a, an almond colored vinyl fence of this style, or your roof shingles all need to be this same color or something. Um, Common responsibilities of the homeowners themselves uh, are, are outlined in these, like your fee schedules, how much each resident is, is going to need to pay on a monthly or an annual basis, as well as any fines are outlined for non-compliance. Like maybe you just decide that you're not going to water your yard anymore. And if that's one of the restrictions that you maintain a weed-free green front lawn area and you don't do it, well, maybe you can be fined for that and see what that is in your homeowners association. Uh, Perhaps a problem also starts coming up that there is no rule for. Yes, a homeowners association can get together and through whatever their bylaws say, they can make a rule for that. (laughs) They can create a rule. If they don't want to see a red minivan in their neighborhood, they could make a rule on that. Would it be considered discriminatory and uh, end up in court somewhere else? Well, maybe, but, uh, you know, you can make whatever rule you want and then challenge it, I guess. Um, Some homeowners boards can uh, impose what some homeowners believe are invasive or silly or elitist type of rules. Um, one of those happened in a Myrtle Beach Homeowners Association not long ago where they decided that homeowners could have a maximum of two pets. And a couple that had three dogs for over 14 years were threatened with a $100 per day fine unless they got rid of one of their dogs. Um, No, I don't know the outcome of that. That was just the story. Uh, There's another story from some years back where And this one was actually reported in several different news outlets about a homeowner in an upscale community in Frisco, Texas, who was threatened with fines for parking his new Ford F-150 series pickup truck in his driveway overnight. The board made exceptions for several luxury brands, but considered his a mid-range truck, and it was ruled not classy enough to be out in front of uh, his home at night. So you can imagine how that one would go over in today's world. Uh, Even if you disagree with the rules, you need to keep paying your homeowners association dues. Uh, These boards have legal powers to collect fines and fees and regulate activities. And if you don't respond to letters from the board or the property manager or a collection agency, uh, the homeowner association can and often will turn to small claims court 
and uh, or and or file a lien against your property, and you say, well, big deal, go ahead, lien it, fine, you know, I'll, I'll deal with that when I go to sell the property, or I'll pay off the lien then or something, but uh, you could be surprised at what some of those charges uh, rack up to be with either interest or uh, just recurring weekly or monthly charges. It's not a one-time thing. Uh, a lot of times you can handle issues with your homeowners association with a phone call. Um, you know, sometimes you, you may just not understand something and you want clarification before you go. You can call a board member who oversees that particular area of concern. Maybe one board member is in charge of landscaping. One's in charge of uh, architectural covenants. One's in charge of dues collection or something. Uh, so you should know who's on the board and uh, who to contact when you uh, you want to do something or find out about something that's either in the rules or against the rules or you think should be in the rules. Um, making a written request for a variance from your homeowners association, like maybe you have uh, friends or some relatives that are going to be visiting with their uh, with their RV and your homeowners association says there are to be no RVs parked on the road. Well, you say, look, they're only going to be here for four days and, uh, you know, because of COVID restrictions or whatever, they're going to park here at the house. You know, can we do that? Get that in writing. Uh, sometimes it requires a special vote of the association, but that's, you know, that's not that hard to get accomplished and um, see what happens. If it passes, uh, the board will adopt it for you as a variance and, uh, and, and make it happen. Uh, if you don't get a timely response, you can actually formally request an, an agenda item on an upcoming meeting and see what that is. The trouble is some of these associations only meet like every six months or when a situation warrants it. So um, you need to know those kind of schedules too. Um, you could also become the rule maker in some of these situations. Uh, you know, if you don't like the, if you don't like the laws, change them. And uh, we see that going on uh, today in our legislature, right? So let's, uh, let's talk about that when we come back here, uh, what, it, what it takes to become the rule maker in a homeowners association. Do you want to serve? Do you want to subject yourself to that? Have you seen what's going on in the north end of Boise lately? Yeah, we'll talk about it when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show right after this on 670 KBOI. When you need news and information, there's only one place to be. 670-KBOI. Now that you have that woodworking shop all set up and ready to go for spring, let's talk about some great projects to keep you busy. And you know who can help? High Desert Hardwood. How about building a new picnic table or some custom patio furniture? Perhaps you need a new trellis for a honeysuckle or a clematis. High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very long time. Custom-built cutting boards for your new outdoor kitchen, or maybe some swings and toys for the kids in the backyard. Think High Desert Hardwood in Eagle when you need to pick up some lumber. If you want to check it all out before you hop in the truck, take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. High Desert Hardwood is open Monday through Saturday, 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle, or call them at 208 939 Nine three six six. That's two zero eight nine three nine nine three six six for High Desert Hardwood. 
Getting ready for the cold months means paying attention to different areas in our homes, like your ductwork. Now is a great time to get all that dust and pollen, pet dander, and who knows what else cleaned out so you can breathe better this winter. We all know how important air quality is as we deal with COVID-19 all around us. Duct cleaning needs to be done right, and System Clean can help you with this. System Clean takes the time to ensure that each and every inch of your ductwork receives professional and high-power cleaning and sanitizing with the best tools and techniques the industry has available. Maybe you just moved into a new home. Start off fresh with a top-quality duct cleaning from System Clean. Call now and schedule your appointment with the trained and experienced technicians from System Clean. Duct cleaning is all they do, and they take it seriously. Call System Clean at 208-884-3300. System Clean. 208-884-3300. Billgard windows for your home are a great choice for remodeling or new construction. Serviced and installed locally by Viewpoint Windows and Doors, Idaho's most respected, largest window supplier, you can rest assured that if you need help, responsive professionals are ready to assist. And talk about an amazing warranty. Accidental glass breakage is included, even if you live on a golf course. Billgard windows are a leader in innovation and window technology. If you haven't taken a close look at what is new in windows lately, Make an appointment and come into Viewpoint Windows on State Street in Boise. They would love to show you all that is available for your home. Enjoy looking out your windows once again, knowing you have quality Milgard windows and a quality installation from Viewpoint Windows and Doors working for you. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. You've been looking out the windows of your home for a while now. Ready for some new window coverings? Time to freshen up the look a bit? Budget Blinds can definitely provide some great ideas and stylish, affordable products. This just might be one of the most enjoyable projects you've ever taken on. Stop by the Boise or Nampa store, or Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. They'll bring their collection of blinds, shades, shutters, draperies to your house so you can see what these look like in your home, in your light, with your decor. There's a way to avoid traffic, right? And here's something else you'll appreciate. Budget Blinds adds an exclusive no-questions-asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call today to set up an appointment at 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds, or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise to schedule online. That's 208-375-1212. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hey, thanks for being with us here on the show today. If you can't uh, reach us by phone and you still want to ask questions now or during the week or anytime because maybe you're listening to this in podcast form or uh, some f- archival future time listening of this program and uh, we weren't live to take your questions, send an email to joe at joeprin.com, joe at joeprin, P-R-I-N.com, and I will respond to you as soon as I possibly can and get your questions answered. This week seemed to be a lot of questions about, you know, who should I call to get this done and uh, some of those were real stumpers. They, they were tough. They were very specific to where 
We didn't have a name or a number, but offered some alternative methods of finding some people, and uh, perhaps we will make a segment out of that. How do you find somebody uh, when Joe doesn't have the answer for you uh, at some point in the future? For right now, let's go to our phone lines and talk with uh, Carl Simpson, our friend and sponsor of the show with Renewable Energy Northwest LLC. Good morning, Carl. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to point out a couple things. One, the Idaho legislature about, I think, three or four years ago uh, made it uh, where the HOAs can't uh, get in the way of your renewable energy uh, and hitting your roof. So you can, we need to work with the HOAs, but they can't tell you, no, you can't have solar. I remember that from about uh, five or six years ago, maybe even later and earlier than that, when you and I first started talking about that, there were people that were saying, you know, I want to put uh, solar thermal hot water generation on my roof or uh, photovoltaic panels and generate some electricity for my house. And my HOA saying, I can't do that. And uh, exactly, you had to, you had to go to very short sighted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to bring that up. The other one is uh, super excited that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the Boise Spring Home Show down at the fairground. Yeah, how's that going to work with our uh, restrictions or lack of them, and especially what uh, the government agencies like the ownership of expo idaho are doing is uh, what, what do you see happening there yeah so it's uh supposed you know they're recommending masks but they're not going to force anybody in masks last time we had the fall one it was actually required to have masks per the ada county but this one it, they're recommending it uh so that's good and the other good news is i got my uh, covid vaccine shot yesterday in emmett <laughs> Your first one? Yes, this is my right. first one. All but right. anyway, I was excited. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that you uh, you can finally do that. I think uh, we're we're starting to turn the corner on those. So, t- tell me more about this this home show, though. Um, what do you expect out of this one? Big, little, great attendance because people have been kind of so you know cooped up and wanting to get out and do something. What what are your predictions for this? Um, I think it's going to be very busy. It's something I'm nervous about it because I typically do 16 shows with fairs and cherry festival and stuff a year, and I've done one in the last 13 months. Yeah. So I'm out of practice. So <laughs> bear with me as I get ready to, uh, you know, give uh, this feel. But uh, I'm excited to kind of see – uh, friends and folks I haven't seen for 13 months and, you know, get, looking forward to seeing my customers and hopefully also seeing some new customers. And and what are you going to tell people now? So it's been, you know, 13 months since you've uh, been able to do this. What has changed in your world of product and installation and uh, tax credits and rebates and laws? What's changed in the more than the last year? Okay, well, the tax credits, interesting topic, but they're still at 26 this year, and they're scheduled to be 26 next year unless they change that, but it was supposed to go to 22, and not in this COVID stimulus round, but the one before that, actually, that's where they changed it from 22 to 26, which, of course, doesn't have anything to do with COVID, but, you know, anyway, that's 
Right. So, so, so what you're saying is that. There, there's a 26% federal tax credit. Tax credit. For installation of, of solar products. Yeah, of renewable energy projects. Okay, so that could... So be- renewable energy yeah. is wind, geothermal, solar, you know, those are uh, the, the main categories. Okay, all right. The, what we've been doing in 2020, given, you know, no home shows, because typically that's about 40, 50% of our business. Yeah. But, you know, so we haven't had that, but we've been really fortunate. Our main product that we're working on right now is solar thermal radiant floor heating and cooling. And so we heat the floor in the winter with the solar thermal tubes. And then in the summer, we use geothermal water which is cool water coming out of the ground and it flows through the floor and that's how we cool the house Mm. and we're actually cooling the house for free because we don't pump any of the water we just capture all the water that's pumped and run it through the floor before it waters the grass or goes to the kitchen faucet i tried to explain that to somebody just the other day they were saying i don't understand how geothermal water can cool my house and i said well do you know anybody that has a well in their home. And they said, well, we've, we've got a well. I said, okay, so in the middle of the summer, when you crack the faucet open, do you get a nice cool glass of water? Yes. Well, so will your floor. Exactly. Yeah. And it'll cool it. And it, anyway, and so that's, that's been, uh, we've very, uh, good. And we've got one house that we did with Northern construction over in sand hollow, 4,500 square feet. We put this in, in August, their energy bill was $80. Hmm. Then we, in September, we got our solar electric up and running. So now their August bill will be $5.20, and we've actually got enough extra energy that they'll be able to have a, an electric vehicle car. Wow. And that 520 is just a, a, a connection Just fee, a net right? metering with IDO power. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a good time. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people, especially it sounds like even this weekend, with an extra $1,400, $2,800 in their, their pocket. That gets you uh, pretty close to a, thermal, a solar thermal hot water system, doesn't it? Yes. And it's, you know, the other, you know, news is, of course, our uh, property values are increasing rapidly and the, they can't build any more houses because of lumber supply and also labor supply. But the other one that is coming is going to be land. Yeah. There's just not enough land out there for everybody to continue the pace that we're on. So anyway, it's going to get even. Oh yes, there is. There's is right all now. that. There's all that room between Mountain Home and Boise. There's plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Which there, you know, there. That's a good place to do it. One myself personally, I hate you know, losing all this farmland because uh, I grew up on a farm. And anyway, I hate Tara said that just, all the homes going in rich, rich farmland. Yeah, Tara said that a few weeks ago. She said, why don't they build that direction? Why are they going this way? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> but uh, I guess you can't build anyway, on top of Laverne. I just wanted to call and share those couple thoughts of uh, yeah. the HOA and also the home show next week. All right, so home show at uh, what used to be known as the Western Idaho Fair. It's now Expo Idaho down at Glenwood right. and Thursday Chinden. evening, Thursday evening, Friday evening, and then I think Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I think it opens 11 and goes till uh, 7 or 8 on Saturday and goes till 4 on Sunday. 
Well, you need to stand up and just walk around in, in a circle for the next uh, three days to get your knees and ankles back into home show shape. Well, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm so excited of, uh, you know, just getting there because, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, because it will be strange setting up my booth where normally I just do that, you know, from muscle memory because I do it 16 times a year. But I'm going to have to think about setting up my booth and <laughs> blow the dust know, off. It. <laughs> yeah, well, blow the dust off that and off me. Off you those, too. <laughs> you know, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk with that many customers in a long, long time. Well, give us a, give us a call next week on the show, uh, you know, about the same time with just a little feedback of how it went on Thursday and Friday and, uh, you know, how people are behaving and what, what's kind of on their mind now. Uh, you know, a lot, lot's changed in the last year and a half. So let's, uh, let's see what the, the mind of, of your visitors uh, has in store for you. Yeah, and we've, of course, got a lot more new people to the area. Which right. That's typically, it's about 30% of the people I meet are less than a year in the Valley. Mm. You know, which, you know, I mean, because what a better, great way to come and see what's going on than to come to the show, home show and see, you know, all the different products that you can use to, you know, which, of course, I mean, there's, a, I think, 12 to 14 home show sponsors that go typically go i don't know whether or not they're all going yeah i'll get a uh, i haven't seen them in a while i'll get a survey out to everybody and find out who all is going to be there but uh yeah so let us know next week because um yeah a lot of these folks are coming down trying to develop their relationships with products and companies and people uh that they're they're now in unfamiliar territory and it's a great way to meet some people face to face thanks carl thanks for calling in appreciate it We'll be back right after this break with more of The Home Fix Show here on 670 KBOI. The news when you need it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and when it breaks on 670 KBOI. So, we hear that many of you have taken up woodworking lately. Isn't it great how you can take a few boards or blocks and make a treasured family heirloom? Or at least something useful and appreciated? Woodworking is a wonderful way to express your creativity and to continually learn and grow within a hobby or maybe even a new profession. Woodcraft is here to help no matter where you are. They embrace the garage workshop beginners and help the seasoned professionals with all the latest and greatest in finishes, tools, hardware, safety equipment, dust removal, and cleanup accessories known to the industry. So what do you want to make? Chances are, Woodcraft can help. In the Overland Park Shopping Center at Colon Overland. Call or look online for a schedule of upcoming classes. Visit woodcraftofboise.com. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work. How often do you have to clean and scrub grout lines in your kitchen and bathroom tile? Too often is probably the answer. Call Permatreat now and seal it forever. Seriously, that's their motto. Seal it forever, and they mean it. There is a better way than all the scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals, and Permatreat will introduce you to it. 208-895-0000. That's not a typo. That is the phone number for Permatreat. 208 208- 895-0000. Permatreat will start with a deep, thorough cleaning of your tile and grout. They will make any needed repairs as they go. All cracked or stained caulking is removed and everything is made ready for the last sealant you will need. Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks, and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain-free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free evaluation and quote 208 208- 
208-895-0000. Hermitry, seal it forever. 208-895-0000. Solar Concepts of Idaho says whole house fans are perfect with our great Idaho weather, good for the environment, and a great way to cool your house. Solatube's whole house fan system can be used instead of an air conditioner. Whole house fans pull cool air into the home through an open window and flushes out hot air via the attic vents. Whole house fans cost much less to operate than an air conditioner and are relatively easy to install. Cash incentives and rebates are available from most electric companies. Whole house fans can cut your air conditioning costs by 50 to 90%, plus they're 100% made in the United States of America. Whole house fans from Solar Concepts of Idaho, simple, safe, and smart. Estimates are always free. Visit the Solar Concepts of Idaho's website at solar-concepts.com for a quote or call 208-377-8399. Solar thermal is different than generating electricity. With solar thermal, you heat water and we all use hot water year-round. Laundry, dishes, showers, and baths. Washing your hands and face. Even heating your hot tub or melting snow. Solar Thermal is 94% efficient and takes up little space on your roof and requires no maintenance. It is reliable and one of the best ways you can put the power of the sun to work for you. If you want to dip your toes into solar technology, this is one of the best ways to get started because heating water can be one of your largest energy costs. Even up to 50% of the total energy expense of your home. For a free solar site visit and discussion, Call Carl at Renewable Energy Northwest LLC right now, 208-577-6537, or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. Renewable Energy Northwest LLC, 208-577-6537, or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. Or you could just go see Carl at Expo Idaho next Thursday through Sunday at the first home show that we've had in a very, very long time. So be safe and protect yourself as you feel necessary as you are there and uh, get some new ideas for things going into spring and summer and fall. So prior in the prior segment of the show before the one before the last one, uh, we were talking about homeowners associations. And as we know that if you don't like a rule, the best way to change that rule is to become part of the process that creates the rules, right? Um, so number one, as a member of a homeowner's association, you should know quite intimately your CCNRs, uh, that, that are part of your governance there in your neighborhood. You should be familiar with the annual budget of your homeowner's association. Where does all the money go? Who spends it? Who gets to choose all of that and everything? as well as uh, what contracts has your homeowner association entered into and who have they selected and why. And you need to be familiar with this stuff, either that or you should just probably remain silent. Um, but if you're ever questioning why this particular landscape company maintains this or why they do this or don't do that or something, um, if you know what their contracts look like, 
then you could be a responsible member of the association and point things out if they're going astray or compliment them when things are doing well. But uh, the other thing is to volunteer. Be on one of your association's committees or run uh, in an election to be a board member. Um, That way you can steer this group in directions that you feel it needs to go. Uh, When a position becomes open, uh, the board usually notifies the association members and you could bring your name forward. These board members are usually elected at an annual meeting by a member majority vote and that ward <coughs> excuse me member is defined perhaps by your street address or or whatever maybe it's uh do two people in a household get two votes or is it just one vote vote per household uh, all that will be spelled out there uh, many boards are from three to nine people with uh, terms of say one to two years uh, could be more one of the things to be aware of is when, um, when you do put yourself onto one of these boards, you could subject yourself to a little bit of public scrutiny, maybe. Um, have you been following what's been going on in the uh, North End Neighborhood Association in, in Boise uh, down there? They're having some, I guess, squabbles would be a way to to put this, uh, they're, they're trying to recall or, or kick out, uh, I believe it's five of the seven or five, yeah, of the uh, current board members. They're saying that their election was fraudulent or misrepresented and they want to, they want to do over. Um, depends which side you listen to, of course. They both got great arguments and, and passion that they did things right and um, you say, well, if this one group got elected, maybe they just ran the better campaign. Well, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Did they follow the rules? Not. Anyway, that's all active right now. There's lawsuits and stuff flying all over the place. And um, that takes away a lot of effectiveness, I think, from a homeowners association because when they're infighting and, and fighting over that kind of stuff, then they're uh, really not probably doing the work that they were there to do. So you want to get that stuff behind you as much as possible. But often we say, you know, well, you, you, you're easy to complain, but then you say, well, why don't you be on the board? Oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to get that involved. Um, so that's a, that's a personal choice. We'll just leave that one up to you. But uh, it, it's amazing sometimes at all that uh, you can get volunteers for all these groups and some associations, if they don't have enough people show up at, uh, at election day or response or things, then uh, the previous uh, members just have to stay there and they become <laughs> lifetime sentences because nobody will run against them or come forward. And uh, in one way they might say you're doing a good job, but you know, sometimes you need some, some, some fresh, fresh blood in there. Um, so you, you may be, as a board member, if you do get involved in your association, uh, you will have to spend probably, you know, two to four, maybe more hours every month doing the business of the association. You may have to review reports. You may have to monitor budgets. You may have to sign a check. You may have to uh, talk with other 
residents and, and board members, should there be problems, you may have to go knock on a door or something. Uh, you may have to attend the meetings, and uh, you might have to accept that you could become perhaps less popular in your neighborhood with certain other homeowners if you make a decision that goes against what they want. Because, I mean, can you imagine that, that uh, 10 people could have, you know, four or five or even 10 different opinions on a on a situation or a solution, and you pick one of them, and then everybody else is mad at you. So um, you need to be need to be thinking this through, but uh, there, there's a lot of rewards in, in volunteering for these associations as well as um, potential dangers of, of being on there. And you just have to decide if, if, you're, if you're ready for that, if that's your type of personality. Uh, all right, let's go to Meridian and speak with Connie. Good morning, Connie. Good morning. Hi. I was on an association board, and I got... I signed up for three years, and I was there for six, mm-hmm. just because nobody would show up to volunteer <laughs> to join, and I wasn't going to just drop out, you know, and leave it. Right. Yeah, I just wouldn't do that. So, you have, you have a it. servant heart. And I did enjoy it, and I did make maybe a one enemy <laughs> in my subdivision but that's okay and you we know, got we got over it i was gonna say yeah. you, you should you you would hope that you'd, you'd start those discussions with you know this this is business this is not personal <laughs> yeah. so let's 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 try to keep it that way but uh you know yeah it happens yes yes yeah anyway my um 50 gallon hot water heater is 12 years old mm-hmm. uh working fine no issues but because of its age, I'm considering when I do replace it, does it take the same amount of energy to keep that 50-gallon tank water where it's at as opposed to a, say, a 40-gallon? Or is it equal the same amount of energy? No. I think you're when you start looking at the thermal mass of the you know the water that's in there that it should be somewhat proportionate you know it would be a lot a lot less expensive to maintain the temperature of one gallon of water compared to a hundred gallons of water Um, about one gallon to two (laughs) yeah would it be double i don't know i don't know what that uh What's that thing? A coefficient or whatever? I was curious about that. Yeah, I would say that, yes, the larger the tank, the more it's going to cost, definitely. Um, it, it never gets to the point where larger becomes less. So I, I would know that it would keep going. Now, there, there is something that you might consider doing, though. Um, okay. Have, you, have we, you and I, ever talked about solar thermal? I've heard a lot about it, yeah. and I do have the solar panels up there for the electricity. Yeah, so see, and you've got a gas water heater, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so this is an opportunity for you to eliminate the consumption of that part of your gas bill on your water, because what you could do is you could put in a new tank, which could be smaller perhaps, because really it's just going to be a thermos bottle most of the time. 
and you're going to have right. this rack of uh, solar thermal tubes up there on your roof. In fact, you should go down to the home show and talk to Carl about this next week. Yes, I should. And um, so, like, in my case, in my home, it, I, that's what I've got, and we're going to be coming up on that time of year here fairly oh. soon, I think, where I'm just going to go to my breaker panel, and in my case, I'm just going to turn off the electricity. And in your case, you could just shut off the gas to your water heater because you're going to generate enough hot water during the day, very, very hot water, that you can coast through on that all night, still have plenty of hot water for your showers in the morning and to do the breakfast dishes and all of that. And then the sun comes up and the process starts all over again. And you're just trading out the water in in your thermos bottle, using it and replacing it with water hot off of the rooftop and uh very very simple to do and i just keep my water heater as a backup now so that when we get into those dark dreary days of winter when there maybe just isn't quite as much sun and uh, it's not heating up as much as it does on a beautiful summer day if i need it then in my case the electricity kicks on and just makes up the difference but still, it's only making up a difference. It's not all of it. And uh, we noticed it. We noticed the, the definite reduction in our, in our energy consumption. You'll notice it on your gas bill. I noticed it on my electricity bill. And there's just something about knowing that, hey, you know, all this hot water is coming from the sun today. <laughs> you know, I can take as long a shower as I want because <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of guilt-free. It, it, it's nice. And... Uh, you know, it, it doesn't make any noise and it doesn't require any maintenance. So as, as long as you're doing it anyway, um, you know, that would be the time to do it. If you're going to be replacing your water heater anyway, uh, let's just get one in there that, you know, it's new, fresh and, you know, nice new thermos bottle there for your storage tank. Well, my problem is my, my gas bill, I got a gas uh, dryer mm-hmm. and, and of course the gas uh, hot water heater right my gas bill is on I'm only paying like seven dollars a month hmm. all year long for my gas I think you're hooked into your neighbor's gas meter <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I siphon something yeah. him so no I'm just really yeah, yeah, so that's you, only um, uh, $84 a year. Right. So so in your case, payback's going to be tough, but uh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's not always about that. It, it's, uh, you know, sometimes the right thing is not always the, you know, pencil out and payback thing. Um, and that, I, take, that one your, also, take one of your yeah, bills with, take. I'm sorry, take one of your bills and a couple photos of your house down there and show those to Carl and let him uh, let him figure out a couple things for you. Yeah. And does that that doesn't do anything for the life of the water heater unit itself, correct? Mm. That's just that's going to stay the same. Well, there's an argument that could be made on that. Um, you okay. know, in an electric heater, every time you turn on a heating element or the thermostat has to measure, you know, a temperature and make a correction. Um, that is a consumable part. Every time your gas turns on and the flames go woof down there at the bottom and it does its thing, um, there is some deterioration of product that takes place. Uh, 
you know, would it be the other argument like a car? Well, if you only drive a car once a month, you don't necessarily make it last any longer. Um, so, yeah, that's true. you know, so, you know, will it make certain things last longer? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the Carl can even tell you some ways that, you know, people have put in solar thermal for all their hot water needs in their entire house and they don't even have the tank. <laughs> they just don't have it. Um, you know, there's other other types of storage that don't require a backup system at all. So um, you've got some different options to do there. And I think it's just worth considering okay. while you're doing this. There's no better time to look at doing that than when you are replacing a heater. And in some cases, it didn't even make sense just to, you know, ditch an older one and do this because uh, then then you can do it on your schedule, not when you have to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go to the home show yep. and uh, meet up and talk about it. Yep. Maybe I'll see you down there. Maybe I'll go walk around, too, on Saturday. Thanks, Connie. We'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show right after this. Mark, you are up next. Electrical systems are beautiful things. They just sit there waiting for you to plug something in or turn something on, and then they go to work. Usually, there are no problems. But what if there is no place to plug that thing in? Or you flip the switch and nothing happens? Time to call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Pretty much, if it's electrical, Dave can fix it. Need more outlets? Dave can do this. Need a ceiling or attic fan installed? Not a problem. How about additional lighting? Because we know your eyes are not getting worse, the world is getting darker. Well, call Dave. But those are the easy things. Dave can help you with your kitchen or bath remodel or getting power to the barn or workshop. He can upgrade your old electrical panels and run all of the new technology cables you can think of. Make Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable your electrician. Call 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333. There are certain times when buildings and homes require a flat or low-sloping roof. When that happens, Precision Single Ply is your contractor for the best in materials and trained, skilled installers to handle the job. Drainage and flashings must be done right to ensure a leak-free space underneath. Insulation and even the fasteners have evolved recently, and single-ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is designed properly for your situation. Trust that decades of experience the professionals at Precision Single Ply bring to your job. Go work with your budget and do their best to provide you the highest quality products the industry has to offer. If you're needing to repair or upgrade your existing flat or low sloping roof, give Precision Single Ply a call and schedule your quote. Annual maintenance and inspections are also available even if someone else installed your roof. Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979. That's 208-939-9979. Are you new to the Valley? If so, Master Plumbing welcomes you to this great area we call home. We know the move can feel overwhelming. There's so many things to do and figure out. Probably one of the last things on your mind is who am I going to call when I have a plumbing issue? Well, it's easy. Just call Master Plumbing. We've been serving the Valley for over 70 years, so you know we'll be here the next time you have a leaky faucet, a toilet that refuses to flush, or a not-so-hot water heater. You'll also have the peace of mind knowing that we carefully screen all our technicians. They're licensed, courteous professionals we welcome in 
into our families' homes so you'll feel the same about having them in yours. Read what some of our satisfied customers have to say at callmasternow.com or just give us a call at 208-888-9191. Call the masters, call a master plumbing, the masters of the trade. For a fantastic selection and a great shopping experience, be sure to visit Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. Nampa Appliance and TV is part of the Brand Source Network of independently owned and operated appliance stores. And for you, this means that now you have access to hundreds of makes and models and brands so that you can get exactly what you're looking for and at a very attractive price. Plus, Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress will deliver your new appliances and can also arrange for installation. Service and selection the way it used to be and friendly professional advice the way that it should be. Come see what's new from Whirlpool, Maytag, Bosch, Frigidaire, KitchenAid, Serta, and even Speed Queen washers and dryers. 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa or visit nampabrandsource.com to check stock or prices. 208-465-0551. That's 208-465-0551. And remember to tell them that you heard it on Home Fix. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. One of our listeners just called in. Gary, he had a a freezer that he wants to uh, figure out how to remove from his life, get rid of it. And Gary, I would tell you that right now that entire segment of the appliance industry is having difficulty. I just received a freezer from Nampa Appliance that was uh, delivered to us last week that uh, took me, uh, I think we've had that on order for well over a month and a half and it finally came in. So if you will remove any contents from that freezer and clean it up, if you can put that on like Facebook Marketplace or something, I bet you it's gone in 24 hours if you uh, put an attractive price on it. And if you wanted to donate it, I would call Sarah at Second Chance Building Materials, and I know she would come pick that up. None of the contents will be taken by anybody else, though, so you'll have to dispose of or get rid of or use them up or figure out what to do with them. Uh, let's go to Nampa and talk to Mark about a dishwasher. Good morning, Mark. Yes, good morning, Joe. Hi. Yeah, we're we're fixing to uh, replace our uh, built-in dishwasher. The -hmm. thing has never dried dishes. And I'm just kind of wondering if I should pay someone to install that or if that's something simple enough that I can install it myself. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Um, I will tell you what it takes to do that. If you can wait through the break here, because we ran out of time, I'm sorry. And then uh, we're going to evaluate your skill set and see if uh, if you want to do that. Um, uh-huh. Initially, I would say just the fact that you are asking the question points me to the direction that you should let somebody else do this. But mm-hmm. I will tell you what's involved, and you say, "Oh, if that's all it is, yes, I can handle that." So. Let's, uh, let's have that conversation, if you don't mind. Uh, go grab a cup of coffee and listen to the news here. We'll come back in about uh, six, seven minutes, and we'll pick up right here. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark, I'd like to chat about that. Stay with us. Uh, this is the Home Fix Show. 
Out of time for now. We're going to the news break. Thanks for listening to 670 KBOI. We will be right back after the news. Hey, thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. Looks to be a beautiful day tomorrow, even even better, at least here in the Boise Valley area and the Boise Metro and all the surrounding fine communities are going to have a, a beautiful day tomorrow. Um, our thoughts and support for those in northern Colorado and southern Wyoming that are supposedly going to get three or four feet of snow, possibly even. I used to live in Golden, Colorado, and I know what it's like to get those surprise snowstorms when we'd get two feet of snow, just boom, and in weird times of year, too. That's the way it was. But it looks like a beautiful day for us, a good time to get some projects done outside, start some spring gardening, perhaps, and get a head start on some of those other projects before it actually does can you believe you're saying this gets too hot outside it's a nice time to work outdoors right now so uh, think about that if you have questions today for those projects 208-336-3700 that's what we do here um, on the home fix show let's get back to uh, mark in nampa who's held on through the break there he's going to uh, try to install a dishwasher so let's talk about this a little bit mark um Yes. How uh, how old is the dishwasher that is in your house right now? Uh, eight years. Okay. All right. So it's a pretty contemporary format for it right now. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had any experience with this type, this specific installation ever before? Have you ever watched mm-hmm. anybody do it? Uh, anything? I helped slide one in the hole once. That's about the extent of my knowledge. You know, and that's one of the the most difficult things to do sometimes is just getting the old one out, especially if somebody took a few shortcuts one time when they modified your floor and <laughs> added a hardwood floor mm-hmm. or tiled floor in front of the dishwasher, and then all of a sudden you find out that, you know, your your opening size is only uh, 34 inches and the dishwasher's 34 and a half, and... Uh, we've been known to literally have to cut one out in pieces to get it out. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure. Yes. So hopefully that's going to be easy for you. Uh, so let's talk about first the removal process and then you, you tell me if you're up for that. Um, Mm -hmm. number one, you are going to identify and shut off the power supply to that dishwasher. It's often wired into the same outlet that is underneath your sink, which controls your dish or your, uh, uh, food waste disposal, your garbage disposal. Well, it's not. The only thing plugged in is the the disposal. Okay, so then your dishwasher line is probably another feed off perhaps a wall outlet or somewhere else, but it is getting power from somewhere. We right. need, We need to find where that is. So if your breaker panel is not labeled, you need to get the uh, the dishwasher running or look for a light that's on it or something and then... Have somebody go back to the panel and click, 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 click. Up oh, there it is. Okay, got it. Okay, good. So, because the first thing you're okay. going to do is disconnect the power before you do anything else. And you do that by taking off the toe kick that's underneath it. There's usually a couple of screws that will release a sheet metal or a plastic panel that allows you to see underneath the dishwasher. And either over mm-hmm. to the left or the right will be a small sheet metal box with another cover with a screw that will remove. And when you open that up, you're going to see a ground wire and a black wire and a white wire, and they're going to be wire nutted and preferably taped after that and stuffed in this little box. So you're going to pull all that out and carefully unwrap and take those wire nuts off. And then you're going to check to make sure that the power is really off. 
you can either lick your fingers and touch them, or you can get one of the little <laughs> testers and see if it lights up. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, I have a tester. Okay, I don't, good. I don't lick anything. All right, that's that's why we have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Uh, so, yes. So then you're going to unhook all of that and take the Romex clamp that uh, is in the back of that box and disengage that nut from it. You can leave the wire then the way it is, just straighten out the wires and pull it out the back. Now you've you've got one third of it done. You've got the power unhooked. The next thing that you're mm-hmm. going to do is you're going to unhook the drain line from your, uh, do you have a garbage disposal? Yes, I, I, and I looked underneath the sink and it is plumbed into the side of it. Good. So you're going to unhook that and be ready to get some stinky water that comes out. But uh, you're going to unhook that tube from there, feed it back out of your cabinet. So you can plug off the end of that to keep it from burping out a whole lot of juice, you know, out of that thing. and. Uh, plug that off somehow, stuff it full, tape it over. I don't care what you do, but um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, plug that off and then feed it back out of the hole in the side of the cabinet. And you can pull that out underneath the dishwasher also so that that's out of the way. And then you're going to unhook the water in the same fashion. The water supply is probably breaking off of a line that comes off underneath your sink. It probably has its own shutoff yeah, it has valve. its own it does, yes. Good. So shut that water off and then disconnect that nut there at that point there. Don't try to salvage this water line again. I don't want you to do that. And just unhook that. It's probably a solid copper or a flex line of some sort. And now you've unhooked everything. You've unhooked the water supply, the water drain, and the power. Then what you're going to probably end up doing is releasing the pressure on the legs of the dishwasher and also, there's a couple of mounting tabs up underneath that hold it to the bottom of your countertop. Um, you're going to mm-hmm. take out those two little screws up on the countertop part, and then also take the legs and crank them up, which essentially lowers the dishwasher, makes it a little bit shorter there on the front, and you should be able just to roll it right out. And Are the legs just in the front, or are they, are they in the back also? They're usually only in the front. Because there's really no good way to get back there and adjust rear legs, unless it's a no, fancier, just, just, yeah. yeah, some fancier dishwashers have a little fitting uh, on the front panel there that you can turn it, and it's got like a long rod that goes all the way to the back, so that you can do that. But uh, most mm-hmm. of them, it's just the front legs, just to get that into position, and then okay. just roll the thing out, roll it out. It's it's got a blanket over the top of it of some type of insulation probably, and that might get kind of a little stuck and you got to poke that around and pull it all out. And you're going to find all kinds of stuff back there and, uh, uh, you know, clean out the opening. Um, This is also a really good chance while you've got that one out of there to either put a coat of paint down on the floor that's in there or check it if it needs any caulking or sealing or anything around the edges for it, just in case there's a leak in the future. It'll keep it from migrating as far, so you got a chance to clean up the uh, the bottom of that hole a little bit better than what maybe the builder did when he built the house. Um, sometimes yeah. they they didn't even put the uh, the vinyl flooring all the way under there or the the hardwood or something. So just see what it looks like and just think hmm. think ahead. Could I make this any better? If it gets wet down here, can I make this any better? Um, mm-hmm. And then your new dishwasher is going to go in pretty much just the opposite of what you just did, except. I want you to get a new supply line that goes from the dishwasher all the way to that shutoff valve. And I'd recommend one of the uh, the stainless steel braided flexible lines rather than a, a rigid piece of copper. Uh, it's just a lot okay. friendlier. Now does, does, 
does Nampa Appliance take care of all this stuff? Um, if you tell them what you want, most likely, but you can also buy like okay. those uh, that supply line that you're going to need. It, your dishwasher will come with a new discharge tube or the drain tube. That'll come with the dishwasher. Um, mm-hmm. You just need to supply that power line, which you already have there, so that's no big deal. And I just want you to put a new supply line because I just don't trust a, what's yours, eight years old? You know, that's not too bad, but yeah. I, I hate to see people recycle those. You know, for, for $10 for a new supply line, it's just a nice Definitely. piece of mine, especially a flex one. So you can just attach that to that shutoff valve, connect it to the input on the uh, the dishwasher. And those are usually pretty standard sizes. But uh, just prepare yourself for like, oh, crud, I got to go to the store again because this is a three-eighths on this end and a half-inch on that end. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you never seem to have the right one because who knows what you're getting. But um, out of all the things in this world that are not standard, um, those kind of things pretty much are. So it, it's not hard to track down those things. So I discovered that when I replaced the faucet in the ki- on the kitchen sink and yeah. discovered that the supply lines were about six inches too short. <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, well, there you just got to go back to the plumbing store and get that uh, supply line stretching tool that they have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just clamp it in there. And, it looked at me weird. Yeah, they're right next to the board stretchers <laughs> over in the lumber department. Um, yes. So, yeah, so what I would do is hook up the drain line first and get that all hooked up because that's the big kind of stiffer one of the bunch. And then I'd hook up Mm -hmm. the supply line next and then turn the water on, make sure we don't have any leaks, you know, static leaks. Everything looks good, looks dry. Check all the fittings. And then the last thing I would do is I'd hook the power back up, uh, wire nut it back together to its uh, connections to the new one run some electrical tape over the wire nuts so that vibration never gets those loose, stuff them all Mm -hmm. back in their little box and tighten that up and leave the toe cover off of this for a while. And then go ahead and get it leveled up, get it squared in the opening, attach it up to the cabinet, get it all fit real good, open and close the door a few times, make sure everything shuts real nice, and then uh, run it for three or four days and then constantly go underneath there and look and make sure that you know, everything's still nice and dry and looks good and everything. And then put the toe kick on and say, I just saved myself about 200 bucks having somebody install this thing. Right. Now, is this is this something that would be better off left to the professionals just in case in the future there is a leak? So that's my question for you. After now hearing everything that we just talked about, what is your confidence level of being able to do all of that? Is it worth it for you? to do all of this for the sense of accomplishment, pride, knowledge, satisfaction, uh, conquering of your cave, or do you just want to call the plumber and have them out there sometime after your dishwasher is delivered? Well, if I was, if I was probably uh, 10 or 20 years younger, I would no doubt say I'll just do it my own self. And a dishwasher's not daughter, all that physically heavy. They're not too bad, you know. Well, that's true. I do have a hand truck that I can use for or have, moving it. Or have Jackie's folks from Nampa Appliance just deliver it to your kitchen. It may just sit there in the box for a while. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'll, You mentioned Second Chance takes use stuff like this. Do they do built-in dishwashers? No, they are not allowed to do that because of the... Uh, the food products that are still in your dishwasher, in the discharge tubes and that, 
they can't uh, mm-hmm. they can't sanitize any of that, and uh, so they oh, are not allowed. Sense. Yeah, they are actually not allowed to sell a used dishwasher. That so doesn't what, mean what that I you do? can't. You know, but the thing oh, is, that's true. but the thing is, you didn't like this one, so why make this somebody else's problem? Oh, it's a great dishwasher. It works just fine. It doesn't dry the dishes ever, but it works just <laughs> fine. You know, it's it's a beautiful look at it. It's only eight years old. You know, so. That's what I mean. What do I do with it? Yeah. So boat anchor or yeah. No, it it goes to uh, uh, you. You take it and you have it recycled. You know, unless there's unless there's somebody you know in the family or well, you can take it to Pacific Recycling. You can take it to uh, oh, to any recycling place. Yes, exactly, exactly, and and they'll break it down for its raw materials. Um, You know, you might run an ad for it and just just lay it out for people. Say I. This thing's free. Just come and get it. We're just upgrading because this one didn't dry the dishes fast enough for us, or at all. Right, you know? right. But um, right, maybe they they don't care about that. They're going to just pop it open and hand dry them afterwards or something. They said it was a dishwasher, not a, they say it's a dishwasher, not a dish dryer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but uh, okay, you know, or maybe somebody needs it. I'm sure somebody would be very appreciative to have it if they, you know, couldn't afford to make a replacement anyway. They'd gladly accept yours because it's it, it's better than what they have, and uh, they they would probably enjoy that very much. So, um, you know, you could try that first. It just depends what your patience level is on you know getting it out of your garage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but uh, otherwise, yeah, you're going to be calling a plumber and asking them to install this for you, and they'll do that. And you you mentioned the insurance thing. Even if you put this in and a leak is created, your homeowner's insurance would cover you for any damage that's done. They would do that for you. Um, If if there is a leak later and it was put in by a professional, their insurance will cover you. So you're, you're going to be fine either way. Okay. Yeah. So All right. it, it just depends. Do, do you want to you want to learn a new skill this week? Uh, I admire you for giving it a try. If you know your own limitations and you say, I've, on second thought, I think I'd rather just pay X number of dollars and have somebody do this. Uh, you know, I admire that. Can too. I ask one final quick question? Yeah, go ahead. Are, is the supply line and the drain line both long enough that you... Yeah, they should be. The supply, the drain line is usually more than enough to get to the next cabinet, uh, unless you have oh, to extend okay. it. And the supply lines are going to be like, you can buy like five footers, and usually that's plenty also. You can get nice big okay. long ones of those. Yep. So you can hook it up before you shove it in there, obviously. Exactly, exactly. Although it's hooked up right by the front, so you can have it, you know, halfway in there and still hook it up. So. All right, oh, got to go, Mark. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the call. We'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show right after this. News, talk, sports, weather, traffic, and more. And more. The one place to get it all. News Talk 670 KBOI. I truly hope your roof is in great shape for this winter. That is probably one of the last projects you want to take on when you have to, rather than when you want to. But if now is the time and you need a roofing contractor to take care of you, call Hutara and I did for our roofs, CF Construction. Craig and his team are expert roofers and job managers and will work with you to get your roof back into shape, protecting everyone and everything under it. Their teams work fast and efficiently, yet pay attention to the details. 
If you think you've had wind damage this year, ask Craig about this as he works with all the insurance companies and can provide you with an inspection and a quotation. CF Construction is a hardworking roofing company that wants to earn your satisfaction through the great work and prompt manner in which they get things done. Call CF Construction at 921-1445. That's 921-1445. The need for a quality home inspection before buying a home has never been greater. Limited access to homes and the crazy fast turnover requires a quick, professional response without sacrificing quality. Randy Funk Home Inspections is trusted by our Valley's top-level realtors, and you should too. Put Randy to work for you. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. Know what you are buying and let Randy's years of experience find the things that matter to you and the future of your home. If you're building a new home, Randy offers phased inspections along the way to ensure things are done right. If you're selling a home, find out from Randy what, if anything, needs to be addressed before going on the market. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. HomeInspector.com or 208 208- 914-5793. For professional and efficient storage solutions, Storage Evolution is the answer. Renting storage space is not only expensive, it's not very convenient. And perhaps with a little creativity mixed with the versatile and well-designed products from Storage Evolution, you just might be able to turn that garage into a new play area or an exercise studio or maybe, just maybe, a place to park your cars. (gasps) Imagine that. Uh, You need your things. Lawn and garden tools, toys, sporting equipment, or that extra set of tires. Storage Evolution has a way to get it organized, safe, and secure. Storage Evolution will design a system to fit your stuff and your budget. Installation is fast with built-in cabinets or infinitely adjustable monkey bars. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there, too. Call Storage Evolution at 208-515-3575 or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. There is the Zero Res way to clean carpets, and then there's the way that most others do it. Zero Res uses powered water, which does a better job breaking down dirt and grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind a crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer. Zero Res cleans upholstery, outdoor patio furniture, tile floors, wood floors, and more. They remove pet and food stains and can restore damaged areas. Zero Res also cleans area rugs and stair runners, and Zero Res is a certified master rug cleaner, having been trained to clean the most delicate of antique rugs and textiles. For professional service, respect of your home and your schedule, book your next appointment online at ZeroResBoise.com or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000 for ZeroRes. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. Let's go off to Nampa, Idaho, and speak with Drew. Good morning, Drew. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for your phone call. Good, good. Hey, I just uh, on a side note, your first uh, bit about the fencing was very interesting. 
because that's the next project coming up for me. Ah, good. Uh, but first, first, I've got something presenting itself up in the forefront. Up in the upstairs master bathroom, I've got a water leak, and I can see evidence of a water leak coming through the drywall right next to the bottom of the bathtub. Okay. And the floor right there in front of the bathtub, right there in the corner, is kind of sunk in about three-quarter to, uh, to an inch. So I know this water leak is coming from the bathtub. I don't know if it's coming from the water line going into the bathtub or from the drain line coming out. Okay, but removal of the bathtub, because it's all a big fiberglass bathtub with a fiberglass back wall, that's beyond my level of expertise. So my question to you is, and mind you, when I pull out the bathtub to fix a water leak, and I know part of the wall is going to be redone in the process, the floor is going to be redone in the process, I might as well just do some tile on the back of the, uh, the bathtub wall and you know some bathroom remodeling and whatnot. So my question to you is this, how do I find somebody to do the work that I'm going to be satisfied with the work at a reasonable price? And, and how do I go shopping for the, the right person that I want to do that work? Okay. That's uh, yeah, a uh, big question. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's try to go through some of this and I may have to break this into two pieces here because of a break coming up, but uh, let's, let's go through this first. All right, number one, you've, you've identified one of the places in a home where we don't have a simple way to shut off the water to it. Bathtubs and showers don't have those little valves down there that you can turn off like under your sink and under your toilet. Um, so part of the, I guess, stress that comes out of this, like you said, you don't know if this is a water line that is leaking right this very moment or it's the drain line that's leaking only when you take a shower or a bath. So that either way, you've identified that some damage has been done. But I guess what I'm getting at here is before we get too excited, do we really have to remove this bathtub to do this? Because I'm, I'm thinking, can't we access all of this from somewhere else? Okay, good question. And I've looked at where the where I see the water leak at. Right. And I've kind of pasted off upstairs through the bedroom to the stair to, to the staircase. And then I've gone downstairs and I've pasted off in that in the house down there uh, on the lower level and I don't see any water leaks down on the lower level, so that is a good sign. And so possibly it's just the drain but I'm also trying to assume the worst at the same time. Well, the, the, the drain, the, uh, I'm sorry, the drain yeah. will be below the floor level of your second story. The drain is down below that. So if it right. was the drain, you should be seeing that somewhere in the ceiling of that lower level. And if you're not right. seeing it on the ceiling, then it's probably not the drain. But at the same time, if it's a water line going up through the wall that's leaking, yes. would that not come down somewhere? It could be trickling down the line. It could be hitting the bottom plate of that wall that's framed. And then it could be migrating out into the 
subfloor underneath your vinyl flooring that you see. And right. it may be just a gentle enough leak, just so very, very small that it's not, you know, it, it, it's not showing up down below. Um, I guess the thing that would, we could do, though, is we could resign ourselves to the fact that there's going to be a removal of something. You know, you know that if that floor is bad right there, you're going to have to remove that part of the floor, right? Right. So go ahead and do that. I mean, it, it's going to be gone. I tell that to people all the time. They say, well, I've got this leak upstairs, you know, but am I going to tear all this out? That sheetrock is not going to heal itself. If it's wet now... And if it's the, the, the wall is wet, go ahead and cut that out right now because you'll gain new information as to what's going on with this that could change your path from there forward. Right. Sheetrock, right. whether you do a patch that's four inches square or four feet square, it's still the same technique and it's going to take just about as much effort. Sure. So I would, sure. I would be, if you had a place to open up some walls or some sections, even if it's in a hallway or the back of a closet of a bedroom or... Uh, something open that up and let's see what's going on and see if we can identify this a little bit more because I would really hate for you to tear out this entire one-piece tub and surround and everything for something that could be just simply repaired from the backside or something tightened up or uh, you know clamped on or I don't know and then and then you're done and then we just got to do a little restorative surgery which will change the dynamic of the contractor that you need incredibly Incredibly, um, are you the type that could do a little bit of this, you know, investigative surgery? Yes, but then I run into the problem of now I've got a hole in the floor and the wife complaining. You know, and well, how yeah, long but, is it going to take to fix this? And yeah, but stuff know, happens. She, she's got to you. You got to you got to have some conversation here because, you know, yes, this wasn't something planned. This wasn't done personally to attack her or you. It happened. It's what happens in houses. It's like getting a flat tire. It's never a good time. It's never right. We never have enough money. We don't have enough time. How are we going to live without this for, you know, a month or whatever? But let's investigate a little bit and kind of treat that as an adventure and see what, what's really wrong because then we can formulate a plan to fix it. Right now, we're just guessing and imagining the worst case scenario and seeing you know lions and tigers and bears because we, we don't know yet we haven't gone there yet gotcha. now so, um now yeah, go ahead let's uh let's address the second part of this question but let's do it after i got to run a few commercials here um let's talk okay, about about finding your contractor and who and and some of that because all this past week i was getting emails from people asking just like you're doing how do I find this person? How do I trust them? How do I know they're going to treat me fair? How do I know the cost is right? All that stuff. So let's let's just do that when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show. And we will talk some more with Drew in Nampa about his project. But it'll translate into one that I'm sure you are contemplating also. We'll do that when we come back with more. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to 670 KBOI and the Home Fix Show. When you need news and information, there's only one place to be. 670-KBOI. When you're ready to talk to someone about buying or selling a home, know that if you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with the respect and professionalism with all of your concerns and goals in mind. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard 
callers that have become his clients. You've also heard that he's been able to take care of people when others have failed or lost interest. Matt is good at what he does, and when it's your turn, you want the best. Choose Matt Bauscher as your realtor, and you'll be making the right choice. Visit BauscherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, or your choice of radio shows, or sexual orientation, or any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Next time we build a house, we are getting a central vacuum system. Have you said that? Well, why wait? Culture and Central Vac are experts in installing powerful and convenient central vac systems in existing homes. And the quick convenience of a retractable hose that stores out of sight and out of the way, and automatic dustpans that allow you to just sweep into a baseboard port in between full cleanings. Don't wait any longer. Most installations can be done start to finish in one day. Call Culture and Central Vac and schedule an appointment for a quote or submit your request online. After that, a technician from Culture and Central Vac will visit your home to discuss your specific needs and will give you a firm and accurate quote right then and there. If you would like to preview your choices, visit the Culture and Central Vac showroom at 11580 West Fairview in Boise. Here you can test drive all the different systems and accessories. For questions or an in-home estimate, call 208-895-8900 for Culture and Central Vacuums. Your dryer is probably working overtime right now, so this is a great time to make sure the vent is clean and clear and ready for whatever comes its way. The Dryer Vent Wizard does dryer vent cleaning to a level that will impress even you. It's more than just the vent. It's making sure the dryer is in proper condition and clean, not only to dry your clothes, but to make sure your home is safe from fire. It's true. Improperly vented dryers and plugged vent lines account for over 15,000 house fires a year. And also, a restricted dryer vent can cause your dryer to work much harder, which costs you more on your utility bill, and you can damage expensive parts of your dryer. Well, call Mike at the Dryer Vent Wizard and let him take care of this for you. Call the Dryer Vent Wizard. They might even find those missing socks. 208-340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Online at idadryerguy.com. The best detailed cars come rolling out of Auto Detail Plus. George is having a great time and appreciates all of you who listen to this show and have brought your cars to him. George is offering to you, the Home Fix listener, and only to you, a very special deal. His full auto detail cleaning package, which is well over $250 worth of work, to you for just $150. And if you'd like to add on some other services, like a cut and buff of your exterior paint finish so it looks showroom fresh again, or any of the other services he offers, just ask George and he will quote you a special price. Tell George that you listened to the Home Fix Show and heard about this special on today's show when you call. It's been tough on all of us lately and you and your car deserve a little pampering. Call George to make an appointment at Auto Detail Plus, 208-936-0953. Auto Detail Plus at 208-936-0953. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670-KBOI. 
Let's jump back into our conversation with Drew from Nampa. Um, Drew, I thought of one thing during that break there that uh, may make marital relations go a little better on this. Um, (laughs) One of the things you might want to do is kind of deliver that sales pitch that we're going to open this up and kind of see what's going on inside here because if it is something very minimal that could possibly reduce this project from you know two months to two weeks and that sounds like that would be very attractive to the family life um so a little bit of uh you know it's i guess it's like getting a cavity filled you know it's going to Hurt a little bit right now, but it's really worth it in the long run. So, um, you know, let's 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 do this. Because um, I I thought back to this one that I got into. It was a house that was built in the in the early fifties, and it had one of these uh, robin's egg blue cast iron bathtubs with all the the matching color tile and everything. And we had a leak okay. underneath it, and it ruined part of the floor. I was not about to take out that tub because one, it was a uh, an art deco piece of you know beauty the way it was done it was installed incredibly well to begin with so we were actually able to remove i mean it took a lot of effort but we were able to remove the flooring underneath the tub without ever taking the tub out we had to put the new floor back in and three pieces underneath there but we did it and uh, it worked out you know very well it, it took you know five times as long as it would have if i would have just tore it out but we didn't have to replace all the tub and the tile so it's per- possible that um with a little creative carpentry and surgery we might be able to fix that floor and that subfloor just maybe it's not much more than the area that you actually see and maybe just slipping in some new material there would be perfectly fine after a repair was made so we may not need like a full on scale, you know, remodeling contractor because you're not moving walls around and adding windows and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. You're not, you're not doing all that. You're just trying to repair something. So I think we just need a qualified repair contractor to do the carpentry that you choose not to do. And then I think we'd get a plumber involved in this to do the proper repairs and connections. I don't want to see you just have a, a, a handy person or, you know, a trim carpenter that says, oh, I know how to solder a fitting or I can clamp on a new fitting here or there. No, no, they are not licensed in that trade. Um, you know, you let them pound the nails and cut the boards and do all that kind of stuff and set tile and things. But let's leave the plumbing to the plumbers. So I think your first step is to try to open some of this up and identify what's going on and then get a plumber in there. And the plumber may say, well, I need to open this up a little bit more or whatever. Let's get this fixed. You verify that it's fixed. Then we can put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And when it comes time for that, we're just going to get a restorative type of contractor in there, somebody that can handle the subfloor and the flooring and baseboards and maybe a little sheetrock work and some texturing and that and to find that person i think what i would do you're in nampa there i would probably go down to uh, stone lumber or maybe down to even grovers or over to franklin building supply and and go to their contractor's desk and say hey i I need some repair work done in my bathroom subfloors baseboards a little bit of sheetrock and all that who's one of your contractors that does business here 
that you could share a name with me. And they're going to give you the name of that guy that, you know, they, they, they share conversation over a cup of coffee. They're in there a couple times a week. They, they, they do business with them. They pay their bills. They've got a nice personality. They're not going to give you a jerk. <laughs> they're not going to give you some guy that they don't like because it reflects back on them. You're going to get a good quality referral that, oh, you need to talk to Mike at, you know, whatever, Chainsaw Remodeling. He does that kind of stuff. And um, he's a great guy. Okay, fine. <clears throat> you know, give me another name just in case he's not available. Okay, here's another guy. All right, then go to the other place and get a couple more names. And you're going to call these guys. You're going to have the conversation. You're going to ask them maybe to email you some uh, pictures of their work or a couple references. And if all you get from this guy is, is pictures of the patio covers and fences that he built, no, 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 no. I want you in my bathroom. I want to know that you can do vinyl flooring and trim work. Right. You build a great patio cover, but I need my bathtub working, buddy. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you know, because when you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at something else all the time. So, you know, I, I would do that. Um, the other thing that I think would be worth it, just, just for the conversation, not that you have to act upon it, but I would contact your homeowner's insurance agent and say, here's what I'm experiencing at my house. Number one, do I have coverage on this? What is my deductible? Um, and they're going to say, well, you know, we're not going to cover what leaked, but we will cover the damage from the leak. And you think, okay, and I've got a $1,000 deductible, and, uh, you know, Chainsaw Remodeling is telling me that this is going to cost $2,500. Okay, all right, I'll pay the first 1000 The insurance will pay the next 1500 um, you know, possibly. So they may want to send out an adjuster to look at things and, and do that. They may even offer you a, a, a cleanup company. We had one of our listeners that was hearing our conversation earlier. She said that they had work from this company called Custom Cleanups. Um, and uh, if you call back, Tark and share the phone number, or you can look them up, Custom Cleanups. But they came out in a situation like this and removed all the damaged stuff. That's what they did. They cleaned up and they cut out all the damaged stuff so that the next person could go to work or things could dry out a little bit. So um, I think we got to do this kind of step by step by step. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, it, 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 we so much want to get to that end result. What's it going to cost? How long is it going to take? Well, we got to do some investigation first. We got to, we got to bite this off, you know, in little bite sized pieces and let's, let's celebrate those accomplishments one at a time. Let me go take a knife and cut out this, this damaged vinyl because I know I can't save it. And you're not going to patch in half of it. So you just resign yourself that you're going to lose the whole floor. Well, maybe you only got to cut out this part of it right now and you can throw a rug over it for the next three days or something. Yeah. You, you did give me a good idea by going in, uh, through a different way to find this leak because now I've got the idea to cut the the wall in the bath in, I'm sorry to cut the, the the wall in the bedroom which is the back side of that shower yeah and that would give me all the access I need to see exactly where it's coming from and, and a good and a good drywall yeah and a good drywaller can patch that up and you will you'll never know that that happened if they do their job right yeah yeah that, that's where I'll go so hey yeah. thanks a lot I appreciate all the advice and uh everything all, all the knowledge that you share with us it's great well i, I, I try it. i try I, I just don't like seeing people suffer so i try to help where i can and my eyes are always open to uh, learning new things too so you know let us know how it goes let me know what you find i think i'm kind of curious on this now what what really will happen but i got a feeling 
Uh, you know, it's not maybe as simple as I hope it to be, and I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think it might be. I think we'll be somewhere in the middle where we uh, we both could be pleasantly surprised. All right. Thanks, yeah, Drew. Thanks for the call. Nice. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. You bet. And if uh, your spouse needs to be talked down off the ledge a little bit on this, have her call me. We'll have that conversation. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show to wrap up this hour of our program. Boy, time's going by quick here this morning. If you've got a question for me on a project that you're being faced with, just like Drew or any of our other callers today, 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix on 670 KBOI. The news when you need it. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And when it breaks, breaks. on 670-KBOI. If you find you need a new heating and cooling system for your home, trust the experts at Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer for the Treasure Valley. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are designed with sophisticated engineering, so they perform as promised for many years to come. Heating Equipment Company will offer you several efficiency and price options for your new system, and you can choose what's best for you. If you've been told by others that you need a new furnace, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company. They work on and service all brands of heating systems and will double-check for you to see if perhaps just a repair is needed, which could save you thousands of dollars. For honest and reliable service and quality products and installation, call Heating Equipment Company. Emergency repair services are available too, so write down this number. Heating Equipment Company, 208-459-2212. 208-459-2212. For Heating Equipment Company. The warmth and visual richness of a finely crafted hardwood floor is a very special element of your house. And the choices you have for wood species, widths, and patterns has never been greater. Integrity Hardwood Floors will provide you with the highest quality installation and the best finish in the hardwood floor industry. Your complete and total satisfaction for every board they install. Every square foot of floor they finish or refinish is all that is acceptable to them. A beautiful hardwood floor is a complete process. And if you invite Carl from Integrity Hardwood Floors to your home, You'll understand every step of the way. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a Bona certified craftsman contractor and are experts with all Bona finishing and cleaning products. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. That's 208-724-9445. Granite and solid surface countertops have taken over the countertop world. Once only for the ultimate in high-end kitchens, popularity of these materials has brought the prices down where quality countertops are within the reach of almost every kitchen budget. Cutting Edge Kitchens would like to help you with your new countertops. Cutting Edge Kitchens fabricators and installers are true professional and craftspeople. They will show you the difference between average and exceptional. Call and schedule your first discussion with Cutting Edge Kitchens. 208 344 Three four zero four. And for those of you already enjoying stone and solid surface countertops, if you ever need help with repairs from a chipped edge, a crack, or a sink that was not mounted properly, even stains and scratches, call for the Stone Medics to come and take care of you. It's the same phone number, 208-344-3404. So for new countertops, call Cutting Edge Kitchens, and any repairs that you may need, call the Stone Medics at 208 208- 
344-3404. Run with us and save $300 on select X300 series lawn tractors at your local John Deere dealer during deer season. Plus, enjoy low-rate financing and free delivery when you purchase online. Productivity and versatility are the key to how we run. That's why the Select Series Lawn Tractors are engineered to till, mulch, haul, bag, plow, fertilize, seed, sweep, and of course, mow. So what are you waiting for? Our deer season sale event won't last forever. Contact your dealer today and find out why nothing runs like a deer. Some conditions apply. Offer ends May 3rd. See johndeere.com slash lawn tractors or contact Campbell Tractor, 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa. Stores also in Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. Yeah, just reading that John Deere ad there from uh, Campbell Tractor, I just <laughs> tripped my mind yesterday. I, I finally removed the snowplow <laughs> attachment that I purchased for my X350 lawn tractor. We bought that last year from Campbell Tractor. I took the snowplow off, used it once, used it once this year, once and done, just had to do it just because I put it on there and... Uh, I remember putting that on and, you know, trying to figure out all those brackets underneath there and the control rods and the lift assist spring I put on it and everything, you know, it took me about an hour to figure that out. And I read the instructions and I even put all the little safety warning stickers that they gave me in the packet because now I added this and you got to put this little warning sticker right here. And so I did that kind of stuff and it took me, like I say, about an hour to put the snowplow on the, uh, the first time. I think I took it off yesterday in a total of four minutes. Clip, 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 no tools required. Clip, 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 snap, snap ring, snap ring, lift, push, pull, that's it, done. So easy. <laughs> they made these things so user-friendly. So now today it's uh, sharpen the blades and uh, clean off the deck, check the belts, Squirt a little uh, grease into the zert fitting or whatever those things are called. Pump a little grease into there and put the mowing deck on. Get ready for mowing season. So, yeah, that's uh, that's coming up. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. If you want to join us on the show this morning with your questions. I was talking about gardening a little earlier. I think I consider myself more of a food gardener. And, and I won't say I'm a farmer. No, no, not even close. I, those guys I have too much admiration for. I'm just a, I'm a food gardener. You know, I, I'll take a little plant and stick it in the ground and try to keep it alive till it becomes a big plant. And then I can pick peppers off it or tomatoes or something like that. So I consider myself a food gardener. Um, I like digging in the dirt. I like planting. I like watering, especially when I get to play with drip irrigation and all the little shut off valves and the little lines and the drips over here and the little sprayers. That's just, that's like Legos for big kids. That's just fun. Um, I actually enjoy to a point the weeding. Um, that seems to, seems to lose its luster in July and August, but uh, for the first few months, I don't mind the weeding and the maintenance of the garden. I really like showing it off to friends and visitors when they come over and look what I did. Look what I grew. Isn't that just beautiful? Take a picture of it. Uh, 
and I like to eat the things that, that I plant. I, I have been known to grow some things that I, I won't eat <laughs> because it's like, why did I even plant that? I, you know, there's enough there to eat that every meal for the next, you know, three and a half months. But I've tried seed saving when it's easy. There's some plants that it's easy to do seed saving, things like peas and beans and stuff. I've done some carrots. <clears throat> oh, my God, did I do the carrots? I let one carrot plant, one rogue wild carrot plant showed up out in my garden. I must've dropped a seed somewhere where I didn't plant it. So I let this thing go and that got like four feet high and it had these pom-poms on there that were, you know, the size of grapefruits, just full of seeds. And I let them go and go. I've got enough carrot seeds. I could do 10 acres of carrots. I think right now, just out of that one plant. Now I know why carrots are so cheap. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was fun. I try to do a little bit of seed saving in that. I also try not to use, a lot of chemicals, uh, but now and then <clears throat> I've been known to bring out uh, the big guns when things get away from me or it's some really, really obnoxious, noxious weed or something that uh, I'm trying to just get rid of. Aphids drive me crazy. I've, I've found some safe environmental ways to deal with those, and I'm going to just try to keep up with that just a little bit better. And just because of that, I've given up on cabbage and broccoli and stuff because of the bugs. I just can't seem to deal with them. So I'm just, uh, nah. I'm never going to grow potatoes again either. Never going to grow potatoes. Our, our farmers do too good of a job. When they can buy five pounds of Idaho potatoes at Winco for like $1.48 or something, um, I'm going to support that food chain. I don't need to go out and put that much of my life's energy to get, you know, three little runty potatoes. Uh-uh. I'm going to let the pros do that. Um, I've never had a good garden year. I've never had one. Something always dies, something doesn't produce, something freezes or burns or gets eaten up by some unknown bug that somebody identifies on a Facebook site and says, oh, yeah, every eight years those things come through the valley. Great. Well, they found me. Uh, but I keep coming back. It's kind of like golf, you know. Ah, uh, ah, uh, man, ah, uh, ah, uh, hey, nice shot. <laughs> That's what brings you back again the next time. So I keep trying to improve and to learn all the time. But I know that uh, by the time I get too old to garden, I'll finally know how everything needs to be done, and then I can annoy the kids and the neighbors by telling them, "You need to get those, uh, you need to get those zucchini seeds in the ground right now." You know, now's the time to do it. So, anyway, uh, hey, we're going to be back after the news break. I got some folks waiting on the line. Dave, stay in Boise, or st- stay in Boise. Yeah, Dave, stay where you are. Uh, I-, I know you will. Just stay on the line if you would, please. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about your window question. And anybody else would like to call in right now, let's get this for the 10 o'clock hour right after the news. We'll have half an hour after the news break to continue our conversations here on the Home Fix Show. I look forward to hearing from you. You guys are always so much more interesting than the stuff I come up with. Thank you for calling in today. I do appreciate it. We'll be back right after the news. In the meantime, if I can't get through on the phone lines, you want to send me an email, I can answer that later today or during the week. Send it to Joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com. Also at joeprin.com is where you will find my trusted resource list, some of the names and phone numbers of people I've enjoyed working with. Maybe they could help you out too. We'll be back right after the news here on 670 KBOI. Yeah, get out in the backyard and turn up that radio. Start working on a project. Really tick off your neighbors today. See what your homeowners association sends you in the mail for that crazy rock and roll music you kids have going out there. Who knows? 
Who knows? Beautiful day to get outside and work on some projects. I, I think I'm going to even give the cars a bath out on the driveway maybe tomorrow. It's supposed to be even nicer tomorrow afternoon. So go to church online and then go out and wash the cars and celebrate God's creation. Yeah, that'll do it. That will do it. Hey, welcome to the Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin, and you are listening to 670 KBY. We're in the final half hour of our show for today, March 13th, but we will be back next week. I have a guest coming in with me next week, possibly. Uh, Matt Bauscher had to reschedule his March 27th appearance, and I don't know if that's going to be next week or if we're going to have to move it till April 3rd. So I know many of you like to hear Matt. You tell me this over and over again, how funny he is to listen to and uh, how much you learn about the real estate market when he's on the show. So I'm just giving you the warning. It could be next week, but it also may be the April 3rd show. So just in case you've been warned or told. All right, let's go to uh, Dave in Boise, patiently holding to talk about some windows. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. Uh, probably about 10 years ago, we had all of our windows replaced and, and just uh, we never have spent much time in that room until after we re- had retired. And I can go around any of the other rooms, uh, windows in the other rooms, and I don't get a lot of noise. This one room, it just, I mean, if the neighbor behind me, if they had their their family over, I can i can hear their conversation like I was sitting next to them. And I'm, mm. I, don't know, I don't know if they didn't insulate. I don't, what, what, what's the process when they put a window in? How old was your house when, or how old is your home? When was it built? Uh, late 70s. Does it have a brick exterior or wood siding? Uh, it has a brick facade and then the wood siding. The room that you are talking about, what is on the outside of that room? Wood. And we know that the outside wall was and always has been insulated. There's no question there, right? This is uh, well, to the best of my knowledge, I, I don't I, you don't notice I, I can't honestly. So the, the noise issue is one thing, but you don't notice that that one room is particularly hot or cold. No. OK. Houses have been known to have like an entire wall with no insulation. in them. So and, and that would lend oh, itself. Wow. Insulation does hold back some sound. So the process okay. probably on your house when they replace those windows. Now, this is hopefully. Uh, when it was done, is the trim work around the window was removed. If it didn't have trim work, they cut back your siding about an inch and a half and removed the old window, which could have been a metal frame, like an aluminum frame window or a early generation of vinyl. What did you have? Uh, The aluminum frame. Okay. So that came out. There's probably four nails holding that thing in. So they, they took that out. And then hopefully they wrapped the inside of that opening with some water shield, put up some caulking around the opening, stuck the new window in there, attached it all around the perimeter, smeared a little bit of more caulking, maybe even some more water shield, uh, put a drip cap up above it, and then installed all new trim. That would be the way to do it the right way. Um, Anything less than that maybe was... I'll politely say a compromise. Um, so that's hopefully what they did. None of that, none of that caulking, none of that uh, expandable foam maybe that was added to that, the water shield, none of that would really contribute to a lot of noise 
unless there was almost a direct path. Like if you went outside and you saw this big gaping crack, you know, like around the frame where the trim meets it or the siding meets it, and you can almost look into the inside of your house, <laughs> you know, through that. But you would notice that in, a, in extreme draftiness or something. So I don't think that's what's going on. What I think may have happened is you've actually lost the seal in that one particular window because part of a double insulated piece of glass, like in the modern windows that we have today, is an argon filling in between there. It's a clear, you know, you can't see it. It's a gas. But it incredibly adds to the sound reduction on the interior of the house. And if you can go to that room and hear the neighbor's conversation on their cell phone, but then you go to the room right next to it and you can't, I got a feeling that the seal on that window may have been compromised. And now you've got two pieces of glass that are acting like a, a speaker cone and just transmitting all of the, uh, the noise vibration right through to the inside of your home. And it's not doing you any favors as far as insulation goes either. That room is going to be colder or hotter this summer. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad I just didn't go out and start tearing things apart because I I didn't even think about gas in the window. And I know they when they put them in, they were talking about a gas. Yes, yes, and that's that's part of that. A a good, well-built window like that will do that. The other thing, the only other thing that I've, I've seen happen is sometimes if they put that frame in a little bit, crooked and the sliding portion of that window is not fitting nice and perfectly square there can be a slight little gap around it that is only being secured by maybe a little fuzzy piece of weather stripping so just make sure nothing in that window has shifted make sure it's nice and square when you look at the sash compared to the frame you've got a nice even border all the way around it but if you see anything that's looking triangular, like it's wide over here and then it gets narrower over here, that could be contributing to a sound problem also. Well, wonderful. Thank you for the suggestion. Yeah. And uh, all those bells, I'll call the, the installer and replace the window. Yeah. When, when did you get them installed? It was probably about 10 years ago. Okay. And yeah, if you can still track them down, if it is a seal failure, and it's only 10 years, I got a feeling that thing might still be under warranty. Um, Some manufacturers offer a lifetime warranty on seal failure. Uh, Minimum I've ever seen is 10 years. Uh, So, you know, hopefully they'll do that. And that's not very invasive at all. They'll just take and pop some trim on the inside uh, of that sash, remove the double insulated glass panel, put in a new one, snap the trim back in, painless. No paint, no touch-ups, no mess. It's easy to do. Sweet. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. You bet, Dave. Thanks for the call. I'm sure that uh, helps some other folks out, too. I've also heard of the aquarium thermometer trick. (laughs) People say, well, you know, I think I got a seal that's bad in one of my windows. Well, how do we know? Well, we really don't know, but temperature does show up as an indicator. So if you go down to the pet store and you get a couple of these uh, aquarium thermometers, you know, stick one in the middle of the window on what one you think is offending uh, you know, or is not working right, and then go stick another one on the same side of the house. You can't take it around to the other side of the house. It's got to be on the same side of the house. Stick it on another window, and if all of a sudden this one is reading this temperature and this one's reading that temperature, then maybe try going to another room. And if you find out that all the windows in the house are roughly running this temperature, but this one is that much colder, 
in the winter or hotter in the summer, then that tells you there's something wrong with that glass in that window. There's That one's lost its seal. Just because it doesn't have any moisture and condensation coming up between the glass does not mean that the seal's not broken because, um, you know, just like Dave got noticed, and I'm sure we noticed when those windows were first put in, the whole world got a little bit quieter because that's what uh, that's what new windows can do for you. Uh, let's talk to Jim in Boise about a water heater. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, Joe. Just have a quick question. My water heater, it's uh, like, I think it's a 50-gallon. Uh, it's a big one. And it sounds like there's a bunch of trolls in there pounding on the side of it to get out. <laughs> the snap, crackle, <laughs> pop. It's those little guys with the white yeah. hats in there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. I, and I'm wondering how I get rid of them or how they got in there. Well, they got in there because you didn't drain and flush that water heater once a year over the past 11 years. You're right. You're right. How, how do I go about doing that? I tried you, opening no. the lower spigot and uh, no water came out. Yeah, that's because you've got that much dirt and sediment built up in there. And it's like a, oh, wow. it's like a tea kettle that you never clean out. And it gets that layer of white <laughs> calcium and stuff down there in the bottom. And, yes. and once it gets hot enough, sometimes that cracks and comes loose and it snaps and it cracks and it pops. That's exactly what uh, it is. It's like trying to fry a pan full of rocks. That's what gotcha. you've got going on. And uh, gotcha. no, no, it's, it's too late now. The only thing that you're going to be able to do, because uh, I think all the flushing in the world, it, well, it may help it, but I don't think it's going uh-huh. to eliminate it. I think uh, this is one of those things you look forward to possibly a water heater replacement. I see. Well, that's probably what I'm going to have to. How old is this? Go here? ahead and do. How old is it? Oh, it's yeah. The house was built in '96, and so it's uh, it was originally propane, and they switched the water heater to natural gas. So I'm going to guess that it's probably 20 years old. Yeah. So uh, it it owes you nothing at this point. Uh, you have gotten that's your correct. You've got your mileage out of it. It's treated you well. I don't think you need to feel guilty about the past in any reason and today's heaters a lot of them have a little bit better of a self-stirring and cleaning engineering to them but they still benefit from a a flushing you know at least every couple years if not once a year okay it's a hard habit to get into nobody seems to do it as it it's like you know checking your smoke detectors everybody knows they're supposed to do it every year and nobody seems to do it until their house burns down Anyway, um, okay. I, I, I think that's all it is. I don't think at this point okay. in that age you're going to fix anything with this. In fact, okay. you might make it worse. You might make it worse. So um, I think you just <laughs> well, start. I won't fool with it. No, start throwing those uh, $5 bills in the, in the Cool Whip bowl, and when it fills up, let's get you a new water heater. Right. Okay. I appreciate your time, my friend. All right, Jim. Thank you for the call. All right, you got a question for me? I've got time for one more phone call after the following commercial messages play from our sponsors. Your number is 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. And yes, thank you to those sponsors of this program that make it possible each and every week here on 670 KBY. We appreciate them being there. And given the chance, try to do business with these fine folks. And uh, if nothing else, when you see them at home shows and see their truck out at uh, in front of the hardware store thank them for bringing you the home fix show each and every week i try to do that as often as i can and it would help if you did that too we'll be back right after this he's been on the top of the talk heap for over 25 years rush limbaugh weekdays at 10 on 670 kboi
Mortgage interest rates are very, very low right now. You've heard some of the numbers. It's just amazing. You may be in the perfect position right now, not only to reduce your interest rate, but you may be able to refinance and reduce your payment or pay off your house sooner, saving you thousands of dollars. Terry Hefner and the Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decision you can. Terry's a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Give them a call at 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner, NMLS number 95796, company number 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. If you find you need a new heating and cooling system for your home, trust the experts at Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer for the Treasure Valley. Lennox home comfort systems are designed with sophisticated engineering, so they perform as promised for many years to come. Heating Equipment Company will offer you several efficiency and price options for your new system, and you can choose what's best for you. If you've been told by others that you need a new furnace, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company. They work on and service all brands of heating systems and will double-check for you to see if perhaps just a repair is needed, which could save you thousands of dollars. For honest and reliable service and quality products and installation, call Heating Equipment Company. Emergency repair service are available too. So write down this number, Heating Equipment Company, 208-459-2212, 208-459-2212 for Heating Equipment Company. When you're ready to talk to someone about buying or selling a home, know that if you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with the respect and professionalism with all of your concerns and goals in mind. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard callers that have become his clients. You've also heard that he's been able to take care of people when others have failed or lost interest. Matt is good at what he does, and when it's your turn, you want the best. Choose Matt Bauscher as your realtor, and you'll be making the right choice. Visit BauscherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, or your choice of radio shows, or sexual orientation, or any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Run with us and save $300 on select X300 series lawn tractors at your local John Deere dealer during deer season. Plus, enjoy low-rate financing and free delivery when purchased online. Productivity and versatility are key to how we run. That's why the Select Series lawn tractors are engineered to till, mulch, haul, bag, plow, fertilize, seed, sweep, and of course, mow. So what are you waiting for? Our deer season sale won't last forever. Contact your dealer today and find out why nothing runs like a deer. Some conditions apply. Offer ends May 3rd. See johndeere.com slash lawn tractors or contact Campbell Tractor at 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa. Stores also in Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns.
This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk 670 KBOI. I've only got a couple minutes left in the show, so I did want to get to one of the uh, listener emails that I got from last week. A person asked me about uh, finding a contractor to build them a storage shed in their backyard. They said, we want one of these sheds and we'd like one that's, uh, you know, built well. And, uh, you know, who do we get to do something like that? Uh, You know, they said the remodeling contractors and the home builders, you know, have all told them, you know, no, I don't mess with little things like that. Do we, you know, anyway, um, it used to be, you know, that uh, years ago we had like two choices on, storage sheds. You either built it yourself or you went to the hardware store or Sears or the lumber yard and you got one of those metal kits, you know, that had some plastic parts and those bags of, you know, 10,000 little bolts and screws. You know, I sold a ton of those metal storage sheds to people uh, when I worked at the lumber yard. And, uh, you know, they, those things were a nightmare putting those things together. And, uh, you know, all those folded and painted sheet metal parts and, you know, the sliding doors that usually quit working because the plastic tabs on them broke off after about a year and the base wasn't all that solid and flat and the roof started leaking almost instantaneously. Um, Anyway, uh, people couldn't seem to get rid of their stuff or they had, you know, ran out of garage garage space. So they thought that these backyard sheds would fit the bill. Uh, Literally, they didn't want to pay for off-site storage, so why not have a storage building in your in your backyard? Uh, the industry kind of evolved and businesses popped up that would build for you these wood sheds. You know, they looked more like a building than the metal or the plastic ones. Um, they're bigger. They looked like they were stronger and built more on purpose. You could paint them to match your house and your style. You could even customize them with windows and doors and skylights. And heck, some people thought about making these into you know, outdoor man caves and she sheds that are so popular today. And we have a really great selection of these type of sheds here and within our listening range here in the Valley today. Um, you know, home centers even have uh, these wood ones that they're brokering for local manufacturers. There's a ton of them up and down these these side roads where you see the their shed lots on display, you know, like Stormore Sheds and Meridian. And they've now got a showroom on State Street, uh, kind of down by the uh, the plantation, well, what was the plantation golf course, uh, the, the down there on uh, State Street. Uh, they've got models set up so that you can walk around in these, and uh, you can customize them for however you want them built. Uh, most of these places will deliver and set up the sheds, you know, when and where you want them. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll take it as far as you want to pay for, for this, even with matching paint and shingles. But uh, for some, you know, they still want to check it out a little bit further. And when I was doing my remodeling and construction work, I'd often get asked about this. And there was never, ever a time where I could build one of these sheds for a lower cost than these companies that do this exclusively could. Just just the materials alone were almost the cost of the uh, the manufactured shed. And it's because these companies... They don't waste anything. Every little inch of a two by four or a piece of panel or something is going to get used somewhere in the manufacturing process of these buildings. And by the time I drew it all up and ordered all the material and cut it all on site to fit and 
built in and all that, it was just not competitive. So I highly do recommend this. And uh, as to the question is, you know, do you build your own shed or do you have one of these delivered and set up? I'd really examine the numbers on them, but that's, that's not the only thing. <laughs> that's not the only thing. You also need to look at how they're built. So you need to visit these products. You need to get inside of them. You need to pay attention to how they're fastened together and what kind of hardware is used and, and who does what different than some others and take a really good close look at the quality. But also know that many of these can be customized for you because maybe you want two doors on your shed or you want an extra window or a skylight or some pegboard installed or, uh, you know, who knows what. Uh, you, can, you can take that as far as and, and go as outrageously custom that, uh, that, that, that you want almost anymore. But get, get ready to pay for it. And I think sheds are just like anything else in construction right now. You're going to see the prices going up quite a bit. Uh, so if that's in your plans, I'd say, you know, the best time to buy one of these was probably last week. So get on that because uh, as we see lumber costs increasing, that is going to show up in these products also. I'm sure they've taken that. Check with your homeowners association. Make sure you're okay to put this where you want. Make sure they don't have any restrictions on that as far as height or color. And also check with any city codes as far as setbacks or easements go so you don't put this in the wrong place. Uh, in most cases, you won't need a permit unless it if it's under 200 square feet. So check with them, though, just to make sure you're okay. All right, we'll be back next week. I hope you will, too. I'm Joe Prin. This has been Home Fix on 670 KBOI. We can all use a little brightness in our lives right now, and painting your house might just be the ticket. Okay, perhaps a little bit of a stretch there, but at The Painting Pro, they do know that a new color or a nice freshening up of your exterior does go a long way to improving the attitude of your home. Brian and his team of skilled painters have been pleasing customers and doing quality work for decades. They do a great job of painting corners, not cutting them. Proper preparation, accurate application, and complete cleanup have earned the Painting Pro repeat business for a very long time. Is this the year you get your house painted? Trust the team that so many others have. Call the Painting Pro now for color consultation and a quote. 208-378-4825 or visit paintingpro.net to learn more about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825 or paintingpro.net. Having fresh filters in your furnace or air conditioner not only makes your house easier to keep clean, but it makes your indoor air better to breathe. And clean filters can reduce the chance of unexpected breakdowns and expensive emergency repairs. It's been proven over and over that many costly service calls could have been avoided if the filters would have been changed regularly. The Filter Girls Filter Factory Outlet has a way to help you out with this. They offer a delivery service that will bring your filters right to your door. Change them out when you get them and you'll always be caught up. Or if you'd like to pick up the filters yourself, visit their new store at 1500 North Locust Grove in Meridian. With so much to remember in life, isn't it nice that the Filter Girls Filter Factory Outlet will take care of your filters? Call 208-658-1146 to arrange for a delivery. 
or visit the store at 1500 North Locust Grove near Fairview and Locust Grove in Meridian, 208-658-1146, 208-658-1146.